0: computer solitaire
1: huh Ah, oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase
2: this is talk star wars The official podcast at talkstarwars.co.uk. Hey everyone, welcome back to Talk Star Wars. I'm Mark. I'm Rob. And I'm Paul. And there is no Steve this week, because he is skiving. Jerker. He is.
3: Something about dinner, wasn't it? Something yeah, about, like pretending I think he's a,
2: got a life every, and friends.
4: Every other day with that guy, it's food, food, food. At least know. three
2: times a day that man eats. I know,
4: it's unbelievable. right? unbelievable.
3: Wrong with yeah. like, no, it, it's probably lentils or something. He's a bit of an environmentalist, so He's, that's one way of putting <laughs> em- it. Yeah. emphasis on the second half of that.
2: Yes, <laughs> roast,
4: roast ewok.
2: Oh, no, he, he would turn his <laughs> nose up at an ewok, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think he would. We never um, covered that
4: one in our What Would You Rather Eat?
2: <laughs> no, I'm not sure we want to go down that route with Steve. That's fine. No, not with Steve. No, that'd be <laughs> awful. <laughs> All right, um, a very small announcement section this week. We've picked up a new friend on uh, Facebook, Chris Patton, liked our Facebook page, so thanks, Chris, and welcome. Thanks, Chris. And um, Romero Sabales has subscribed to our YouTube channel as well, trying to get the YouTube numbers up. I need to yes. get to 100. That's my, okay. that's my goal, because there's something I want to do. I want to get a vanity URL put on the channel. Ah, oh, okay. I was going to ask if there was...
4: I was going to ask if there was a particular um, it never used to be that reason way. for hundreds.
2: It, was it like that when you started your channel?
4: Rob? What? As in having a custom URL? Yeah, could you get no, a vanity no, URL no. from the start? Yeah, I—I yeah. I mean, I must have been able to because we've never gone. We've never hit a hundred. So, yeah, I must have been able to do it.
2: No, I remember when we started um, Movie Geeks Film News. I didn't have any restrictions. No. Um, but now, I've hit this one, and I need to get to hundred. So. It's unfortunate yeah, because no. it's difficult, you can't just direct people to youtube dot com forward slash talk star wars. No. Until that's done. So
4: Yes. That is a pain.
2: Yeah. So if you haven't if you're if you're listening, you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, if you wouldn't mind, yeah. and if there's nothing on there that interests you, give it a couple of weeks and then you can unsubscribe. But um it's pretty much the meantime, just the show. <laughs> it's yeah, pretty
5: much the meantime, just the I'll show at the there, time. Really? So, yeah.
2: mm. Okay, we didn't have any reviews this week. Okay. Technically, not on iTunes, but we did get a, a really nice review from. Uh, it's it's from uh, Roku Depot. Was it Rob? Are they the yeah, people? that's right.
4: Yeah, they've done they've done a couple of reviews. Um, I didn't realize this. I've I've only just kind of become aware of them when when we popped up. But uh, they're a, a podcast review aggregator. One of their contributors, and what they do is they go around looking listening to all the different podcasts. Um, anything sort of vaguely Star Wars related gets a listen, and then they evaluate it. And uh, we've actually appeared on there twice now, which is lovely.
2: And uh, they were very, very kind. Yeah, we were on there last week, weren't we? Um, Yes. And I sort of sent them a message afterwards saying, like, please give another episode a listen, because that one we did mid-celebration was freeform. We didn't have any structure, didn't have any listener interaction. I thought it might be a good idea. If they heard the actual show, so I listened to last week's show, and they were very complimentary, so I was really yeah, pleased to
4: really enjoy it. Yeah, I would have liked to think they would have given it another go anyway, because um, they did say in their original piece that it was they were intriguing, it was intriguing or something like that. There was some word right. that said they were going to give it another go. That was the impression I got. So it's nice to know they have.
2: Yeah, it's quite positive. So I'm, I'm into that. So thank you guys for taking the time.
4: Yeah, thanks very much.
2: Okay, should we just jump into some listener comms? We've got quite a lot of listener interaction this week. Oh yeah. Um so first one on top of the stack we've got our old chum Jeremy.
4: Hello, Jeremy. Uh,
2: Jeremy part of the fittings, Jeremy. Um, who uh made a comment on an article I put out this week. I don't know if you saw this about the time potential time frames in Rogue One.
4: I've got it in front of me now. I had a, list, I had a read through it earlier and uh, I've got it in front of me now.
2: Well, we were we kind of touched on it last week and I got to thinking about it. We were talking mm-hmm. about it briefly on the podcast, got to thinking about it and then this little Star Wars Insights grew out of it. Yeah. So I put that out and Jeremy read it and then he came back with this. He says, Hello, mate. I was looking at the pictures of Saw Guerrera, and I think he looks older in the hairy ones, <laughs> much more grey, okay. even grey eyebrows. Um, the ones with gin... Oh, not so great. Um, okay. So, what if he is the sole survivor of the team? What if he is an old recluse somewhere telling a story to somebody? And what if the Ooh. entire film is narrated by him, maybe to a young, adventurous, scruffy-looking nerf herder? Um. So I've broken that. I thought it was a really interesting take on it. Yeah. So I've, broken I've got, it got a down. couple.
4: I've got a couple of minor points on it.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm going to let you take them because I'm pretty sure that they're on the same. You're on the same wavelength as me. So. Could the Heeria Saw uh, be the older Saw telling the story to um, telling the story of Rogue One to another character in the future, um, like Indiana Jones in the TV show? Uh, and would that no, it, be harm?
4: So on the so for the first part, I would say it's entirely possible. So I originally speculated. I think when we first found out who he was, I speculated that they deliberately mocked him up in the trailer to look like. Um something completely different to throw people off.
2: Yes, to hide the fact that he was the sword that people yeah. might be familiar with, yeah?
4: Yeah, exactly. Um, now, that's entirely, it's entirely possible that you're right. That that's true, and Jeremy's right, and it's actually him just kind of recounting the story to somebody else. However, the timeline doesn't make sense for it to be Han, because for Han to be younger, it has to happen backwards, because Indeed. stroke one finishes right at the start of episode four yes so it it, so it wouldn't be possible han seiler would be Harrison ford's age
2: yes exactly
4: yeah so it doesn't make sense to me um could he be selling it to somebody else you know not necessarily somebody from current canon but somebody maybe sort of recounting the story absolutely but you know i don't think it's it definitely doesn't strike me as likely that it's going to be Han. Mm
2: mm-hmm Paul, your take about these—looking uh, at these two images of Forest Whitaker's
3: character. Well, they're not. I mean, if I recall, when we did when we were at the panel, I also remember an alternative shot of the older, greyer, you know, more curly eyebrows, you know, <laughs> yeah. Forest Whitaker as well. And the primary shot is, like you say, we we've got we we've got sort of dark beard, shaven head. Yep. Uh, which is a full facial shot, which is the first time I've seen that, to be honest. Uh, but then we've got like the profile shot, which appears to be some kind of like Davros surrounding neck piece,
5: yeah. where you don't yeah.
3: exactly see everything. Now, first impressions are, yeah, that's him. Second impressions are, is it? Mm-hmm. Not sure. But I'm just wondering if I don't know if there's any storytelling situation going on here. I still, I have a feeling that. We're going to see some, you know, it'll be a real-time storytelling situation with, uh, you know, for with Saw as we know him from the original sort of grey, mm-hmm. you know, moppy version. Yeah. And I think it's just a long telling of a story, basically. I'm not Ooh. entirely sure. It's just flashback stuff. I'm just wondering, none of us really know this. Is this a longer story than we think?
4: Um, this is what that? I was... I did, you just kind of made something click in my head, Paul. What if we're getting this the wrong way around? So this is what if it's Saw guerrero looking all scruffy because they've just gone to track him down because they know that he's going to be useful to put on the team. And then that he kind of has to clean up his act and, you know, cut his, he shaves his head and cuts his beard to, you know, to look less like he used to or something like that.
3: How would you account for all the grey? Mm. Well, I mean, well hair still... looks a
2: lot greyer when it's longer, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, well, this is true. When, yeah, like, but the when beards more are pretty much it. the same in both shots. much he... No, it's definitely him. It's him. Because in the first shot, you can see on his uh, left hand, on your, our right hand side, mm-hmm. that yeah, brace that. around his neck. So. I agree. Yeah. I think it's definitely him in. It's all him. We're going to cover, cover that. We're going to cover that
2: in the piece. next one, though. In the next question, we're going to cover that in a little bit more in depth about okay. the fact that, that the character design is probably indicating that that is sore. Um, yeah. But I think what we're seeing is if you look at. An image of... I should have put one in here, actually. I've kind of failed you both, so I apologise. For
4: the last time.
2: If you look at the image of (laughs) Saw Gerrera as he appeared in the Clone Wars animated series, he's got the hair and the scar in the eyebrow and all that stuff and the beard, the unusual sort of beard in the animated Mm. series. Mm -hmm. So that was... Quite different. Yeah, that was what (laughs) was behind my... um, writing that Star Wars Insights, is I yeah. think the Saw that we see, Forrest Whitaker with the grey hair and the beard, yep. is to bridge the gap between the animated series and the Saw yeah. we're going to get in the lion's share of Rogue One. Yeah, I think you're right. So he's like, even though it looks kind of looks a little bit older because there's more grey on show, Yeah, it's by design to make him look closer to the animated series. Mm-hmm. And that's why in my article I... Kind of hinted that I think Rogue One's going to start about three years after Sith. Okay, and at that time we could see Saw looking very similar to the way he did in the Clone Wars TV series. Right. In fact, he'd be about ten years older than he was in the Clone Wars TV series. Hmm. Um. And then the and then the Forest Whitaker we see in the initial trailer with the short cropped hair, almost shaved head, and the and the mm-hmm. short cropped beard is yeah. the version we're going to spend the lion's share with, and that's the present time. I think
4: that's I, That's my kind of take on it as well. Like I say, Paul, what Paul was saying really kind of made that click into place for me. But thanks for that, Paul.
2: But I think it's a traditional narrative. I don't think that there's going to be a storytelling technique, as much as I think that would be an interesting structure for a Star Wars I wouldn't film, want
3: that. That's not Star Wars, Star Wars. I, don't
2: think that it, I don't think they're going to do that. I think the boldest they're getting with this, and, the re- and I did stick this in the piece, the reason I think they're abandoning the opening crawl... Is to prepare us all for the fact that we're going to get a fractured timeline in this, and we're going to see okay. Jin as a young girl. We're going to see the abduction of Galen Erso, the failure of the Revenge of the Sith era Death Star, mm. and then we're going to jump forward in time to a point where Jin's a young woman and she's recruited by the Rebellion um, yeah. to go on this mission.
3: I've got to be honest, I'd rather witness it than read it in a crawl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. Exactly, because yeah, that's the sort maybe. of thing
2: that would be in a crawl, isn't it? That yeah, yeah. And that it would make a backstory. fresh
3: change. No, no. You know, no, let me immerse. Come on. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I imagine it's probably going to be like half of Act One, like an extended cold. Do we know open. the running
3: time on this flick?
2: No, not yet. They haven't locked a. They haven't locked a okay. cut yet. I don't think. Okay, so that's um, Jeremy's question. So Jeremy, bold idea, a really bold idea that we w- mm. that we might be seeing um, a new storytelling structure, but. I don't think there's much evidence of that. And we're yeah, gonna...
3: we... Sorry.
2: No, that's okay, Paul, go.
3: I was going to say, if we we're to swallow anything that uh, they were saying on the red carpets the other day, uh, Mr. Solo's not in this movie, end of.
2: No, that's no. actually, that's a really good... It's been a really good week for massive reveals, isn't it, in that respect?
3: Mm. Yeah, I kind of wanted to be left hanging, actually. <laughs> I was quite enjoying it because speculation's half the fun isn't it let's be honest well of course well, it, yeah. that's what we I here. wouldn't I wouldn't have walked away uh, any you know disappointed one way or another with that it's going to be like okay he's in it great or oh he wasn't in it great because I want this to stand alone as its own thing obviously mm. you know, the whole standalone thing um, but this I mean this film for me sold purely on the idea of this you know this squadron getting the plans that's all I care about yeah, so, yeah exactly
2: exactly and I, I really I was dead set against the um, Han Solo cameo purely because this is a young Han Solo and ten, not 10 minutes younger. We're talking considerably younger. And where this yeah. film sort of lands in canon yeah. doesn't lend itself to that.
3: Uh, it unless he's got DeLorean.
2: Indeed. Okay, so let's jump over to um, Stacey White's response to, my, um, to that same article. Again, we're talking about a lot about Saw in this piece. Um, Rob, mm-hmm. did you want to take this one?
4: Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, where am I getting to? All right. So, uh, the question is How sure are you that the shaven-haired, armored man that Jin is talking to is Saw? Did it show him from another angle? Based on static visuals alone, is it possible the person speak, uh, Jin is speaking with is a different character or actor? Could it be actor Emerson? I'm going to mispronounce his name. I'm sorry. Nuali um so for visual is this is this notes of yours mark or is this uh stacy's no
2: this is uh stacy verbatim that you're reading
4: oh okay fine uh so visual evidence Oops. to me the eyebrows are much different the this man's eyebrows are strikingly darker and thicker than Forrest's brows which are thinner this man's eyebrows are more prominent the brow bone is angular while Forrest's forehead shape is rounder in my mind the older gin <laughs> matches with an older saw The pic at the top of this page shows Saw with a short hair look and he looks appropriately aged to match older Jin. Conversely, the man Jin is speaking to looks young to me with a nice skin tone, no wrinkles, no scars, etc. Yes, I know how odd this
2: sounds.
4: (laughs) My 14-year-old son advised me that Hollywood can do a lot with makeup and CGI brushing. He looks like Emerson to me. Uh, Random observations. Emerson is currently listed on IMDb in the role of personnel. He was originally listed as religious warrior as recently as March 2016. There are a few articles that point this change out. There is also a character of Lyra Erso listed. I remember comparing the ages of this actress with Felicity's age and thinking she might be Jin's sister. Now, with the timeline you've pointed out, I'm wondering if she's portraying the mother to young Jin. Thank you, and may the force be with you. And with you, Stacey. Thanks for that. Indeed. So, um, right, breakdown. Uh, Stacey points out Bald looks younger, but could it be another character altogether? And will Lyra Erso be Jin's mum?
2: Yeah, I've got... um Strong thoughts on both. Um, again, I love I love the way Stacey looks at these things. She's so um, open-minded and optimistic, and sometimes I lack the ability to to view these things through those sorts of eyes. I'll get locked in on something and I can't get away from it. Um, but in this case, I think that there are two things to consider. Um, the character that she... The image she's describing is um, of... Uh, Saw mm. Guerrero which we see in profile, Paul, it's a shot you were just referencing, I think, where he's mm. talking to Felicity Jones. And in that shot, you can clearly see what you described as that Davros-like shield that comes up off of his left shoulder yeah, and like goes like around cone, half his mouth. Like, but like is that cone. standard uniform. It, is it? I mean, it, I guess it could be.
1: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Stacy, I said that I doubt very much that the producers of the film would design a key character to look precisely like another key character. Everybody has a very distinct design unless you're talking about Stormtroopers, TIE fighter pilots, uh, the cannon fodder that is the rebel army. Um, Mm. But a character like uh, Saw, I don't think that you'd get another character in that armour with that breath mask hanging around the the neck. Um, Just because George's rules of filmmaking are, you need to be able to discern within a split second, you need to be able to discern where you are and who you're dealing with. That's why everybody's so um, singularly designed. Mm. So that when you see Luke... You know, you're not looking at Han. Yeah. And so on and so forth. That's why Boba Fett looks the way he does. You don't get him confused with Vader or the Stormtroopers. Yeah. It's purely so that when you're plunged into another scene, you orient- orientate yourself immediately and you're able to keep up with the film. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that they would design another character to look like Forrest Whitaker. And we've already seen Forrest Whitaker with the short hair in that armor. So I really don't, I really think it's going to take a huge leap. To sort of say, oh, this is another character that another character that would be significant enough for Jin to be having dialogue time with on screen. Yeah, that looks so close to Saw in design as to be one yeah. percent different. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't see them doing that because that's not the rules that Lucasfilm follow when they're making their movies. Mm. Um, and just a quick note on a second point about. Lyra Urso, yeah. The name Lyra Urso came up before Jin's name came out. That was leaked on makingstarwars.net, so it's quite some time ago. And, yes, her, yeah. her age is about the same as Felicity Jones. Okay. So I suspect that that's more in support of my theory that there's two parts to um, to the, the robot narrative. story. So yeah. we, when we see that, we saw the little girl in the trailer, pool. Uh, running mm. along the mm. um, the wastelands of Jedar, and at celebration, that's going to be Gin, I think. And I think we get a little glimpse of that little girl jumping off of something in the sizzle reel as well. Mm. And then this Lyra Urso will come into the story a little bit later, when when the little girl, you know, after the Empire have taken Galen, I'm surmising, when the little girl is just left with her mum. And then she will lose her mum at some point because we learn from Mon Mothma's dialogue that she's been on her own since she was 15. So, yeah, Yeah. I think Lyra will be Mm. Jin's mum. Mm -hmm. And and those two, that soul that we're seeing... Is
3: that that, separated or orphaned? I don't think they specify. Mm, No, they
2: don't. But I I don't think it takes much to, to sort of surmise that if the Empire, if the Death Star fails... The Empire come after Galen because they know he's got the the um, yeah. technology, or at least the ability mm-hmm. to develop the technology to solve their problem. If he fails, or if he looks like he needs to be controlled, I can imagine him coming back and taking the mother and using her okay. as leverage. Ooh, oh, okay. Do you see what I mean? And then yeah. Jin doesn't see her parents again, so mm. she's this free spirit. But as Felicity said on stage at Celebration, the difference yeah. between... Jin, Luke and Ray is that Jin knows where she comes from. She knows who her family are. So she yeah. knows who she is. And those factors, I think, are there purposefully to motivate her. Mm-hmm. She may not see her parents again, but I suspect the desire to yeah, liberate them will be what, what pushes her. That will be a driving force for the movie. Mm. What, do you, what do you guys make on Stacey's points?
4: Um... Well, I I kind of think that it's most I, I'm kind of with you. I think it's more likely that, than not that it's sore in both shots, uh, mainly because of that that kind of guard piece. Yeah, it doesn't strike. He, he mentioned obviously that we we know that he's part of some cell that gets drawn into the uh, to the events of Rogue One, but mm-hmm. I don't imagine they all dress in the same sort of outfits. In fact, I would I would imagine that, that it would be if they're all kind of individual characters, they would have their own slight different takes on...
2: Very different, because we're going to see yeah. one later on in the show notes. We're going to see a character that was unveiled at San Diego. So We see, oh, a, yeah. we see another member of Saw's Rebellion cell yeah. uh, and just how distinctly different they are. And what about Lyra? Uh, Lyra, I think you're right. I think it's going
4: to be... I think it's going to be June's mum.
2: Yeah, I think I um, think Stacy's hit that on the head there.
4: Yeah, I think she's right. I think um, if nothing else, it's, it could easily be like you said. They come for Galen. She's left with her mum, or maybe her mum even gets kind of hurt in the in the um, in the ensuing taking of Galen. Because I don't imagine he goes willingly.
2: No, I maybe imagine. she
4: gets. Maybe she gets injured or something like that, and so maybe she, maybe the reason Gin's been on her own since fifteen, rather than that age, is because her mum's been kind of injured and suffering from that, and it's you know it's weakened her and stuff.
2: Mm. Oh, that's interesting.
4: Yeah. Either either that, or she takes you know she cops it during the early part, and then actually she kind of bounces from like almost like foster care. I don't know what the equivalent is in the Star Wars universe.
2: (laughs) yeah. It might be a little bit too great. Steve would hate Mm. that if they said foster care in a Star Wars movie. He would hate that, wouldn't he? Yeah, (laughs) it would have to be space foster care. (laughs) But that's what happened to Luke. It was exactly what happened to Luke. They didn't
4: say fostered at any point, did they?
2: No, no, well, they weren't blood relatives, so I guess it is space foster care.
4: Yeah, it's kind of like loose blood, Space wasn't
2: it? Space like, Foster care. Space Foster. care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Paul, you've mentioned uniforms. Do you think there's a chance that this is another one of Saw's team in, no, a I was in uniform?
3: No, okay. I or don't want to just thinking out loud. I don't want to shoot down anybody, but I mean I was I was I was getting more and more intrigued by the initial idea. But uh, <laughs> seriously, I'm looking at these shots. It's it's Forest Whitaker, Forest Whitaker, Forest worker. period. Yeah. Um, and I'm quite excited actually now because my mindset is like, ah, have we got this in a couple of stages? Because that'd be really awesome and so on. So either two stages or we just got a nice natural linear length of time to mm. discover this story. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the shot now. I mean, I think it looks like uh, it's probably Edward's hand holding a camera. Yeah. on the left-hand side. So it's, it's a shot of a shot, basically. Yes, it, exactly. it is. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely. And that's him. I'm pretty confident. But, you know, the whole idea that it was Emerson Nuoli, it was like, ooh. And it's like, is there a remotest chance that there is a, a second character like this? I mean, whether there is a relative character along the way and it is just a uniform situation. But like I say, that's not, again, not really Star Wars style. There is an no. element of uniqueness. There is the very, very... And they're also very proud of selling figures. <laughs> yeah. So we've got to take that on board. And no, it's I'm pretty sure as far as we go, I mean, and the more and more and more I look in, on the uh, on the like I say the shot of the shot. Yeah. Uh, I think you could actually see a very very tiny smidging of bushy moustache under the nose sticking out at top of the shield plate. So. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's really painful. Really to... Oh but... no, no, you say that, but, but I think you're actually right. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah, it's that's a heavy, that's a that's some heavy growth on the beard there. Um, so mm, yeah. yeah, no, it's you know, I'm pretty sure it's it's him, it's him, it's him. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, as for Lyra, I haven't really investigated that situation at all yet, but I, I think we can reasonably safely assume that's probably the case. Yeah, um, yeah. That's not even that left field, though, is it? So
2: no, no, I think it's pretty. I mean, the the shot of that little girl. Running in that trailer, mm. that to me unlocked a lot because it's clear that they the way that character dissolves into the older Jin, to Sergeant Jin, uh, so yeah, it's clear what they're indicating.
3: Oh God, yeah, you know this. This is you, you wouldn't do that with an alternative character, would you?
2: No, no, and it, <laughs> and because the and I, I can't imagine it being a flashback because we're seeing other characters that have different uh, uh, um appearances as well, like like this saw. Thing We're seeing hints at a different time frame. So I think we're going to get two time frames in this movie. Half the first act is going to be near Revenge of the Sith and the other half is going to be right in front he of... He may well be
3: her mentor. She's just been with him for oh, all yeah. those years.
2: Yeah, I well, part of me suspects that um Saw's team could have been responsible for the initial failure in the weapons test on the Death Star that may have... Like Steve's been saying, he thinks the dish was destroyed mm-hmm. when they first tried to fire it, um, and I wonder if Saw's group are behind that. And I really like that idea because Anakin trained Saw, mm. so the idea that one of Anakin's proteges destroyed the Death Star in its yeah. in its infancy, I think, is a great idea. Well, certainly, mm-hmm. maimed it, yeah, wounded it, and cost cost it another decade and a half.
3: Yeah, on the
4: subject of uh Saul Guerrero, actually, do you reckon we'll ever find out how he was able to break his programming? Because obviously he's, uh, is he he's a is he a clone? I, I don't know. No, I'm guessing, I don't think. Oh, actually, maybe not. See, he's a you said he was a fighter, clone,
3: that's where I also attach the fact that, that could be a clone. Yeah, I, I don't know if it is though.
2: No, he's, in, in the Clone on. Wars, he um, he and his sister were trained by Anakin. So oh, that okay. that in a, in and of itself sort of suggests that the, that he isn't he isn't a clone. I think they're just a freedom fighter for whatever planet right. they're from. Which oh yeah, so he is. A okay. name of which escapes uh, me.
4: Yeah. Um. So, but then on the subject, because mm-hmm. I, I did have a kind of question around this. Ahsoka. Um. What's his name? Cat Rex.
2: Yes. Was,
4: he manages to break. Does he manage to break his programming?
2: Yeah. They removed the. Uh, they removed. There's a little sort of chip in them that was okay. used to activate Order sixty six. And oh, he and know- his fellow yeah. clones. I can't remember. Okay. He's explained though. Yeah, the Tumbling Saber guys, they need to okay. they need to give us the answer to that because yeah, they're way more familiar point. with their stuff than I am. Yeah if
4: you would if you wouldn't mind Tumbling Saber guys, that would be wonderful. Much appreciated. I need I wanna know now how uh, how they break their programming.
2: Hmm.
3: You may well discover a little.
2: Yeah, well, we might do. I mean Rex They've retconned, I don't know if you know this, Paul, they've retconned um, Return of the Jedi slightly. Are you aware of this, Rob? And Captain Have Rex I? Captain Rex is in it. Really? Yeah. This is really fascinating. Um, one of the clones, obviously yep. an aged-up animated, um, whatever you call them, figure, yeah. uh, asset of uh, Tamura Morrison yep. in Rebels, has got the big white beard. And a shaven yes. head. And in Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi, when they're on Endor and they're raiding the bunker, there's yeah. a rebel soldier who's got a big white beard. Oh. And Dave Filoni announced recently that he's on that and that is now Rex.
4: Oh, okay. Fair so enough. we
2: know that Rex makes it through. So really, yeah. a rebel's character has already snuck through into Star Wars proper. Yeah. Into some yeah. live action stuff.
3: The start of the snowball.
2: That's it. It's really cool. Unless you're a Kevin Smith fan, then snowball has a different connotation altogether. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's move on swiftly and awkwardly to <laughs> yeah, Kyle, good shout. Kyle's Force Awakens uh, question. Paul, was you going to take this one?
3: Yeah. Um, pretty interesting this. Is there something special about the Kyber crystal in Anakin, stroke Luke, stroke Rey's saber? Why does it seem so special? What does Kylo Ren want it so badly? Is it simply because he sees it as a piece of family history, or is there a little more to this? So basically, what's going on with the Skywalker crystal? I mean, has it been referred to as a Skywalker crystal before?
2: No, no. but the lightsaber right. has since been um, referred to as the Skywalker lightsaber. That's kind of the way that weapon this is. This is a saber no, no. that
3: this is a saber that uh, Anakin stroked Darth. Yep. Hand. Uh, no, so this is one Ben would have given to Luke in A New Hope. Yeah. That's I mean, right. It is, yeah. Yep. Right. Okay.
2: And Luke lost then on Bespin. Yes, and, and the big hole in the story, and I, I know Rob. I know we've discussed this previously on on another episode. Um yes. but because we've got Paul on, I wanted to kick it around again because I thought uh, this is a new question. Sure, Carl's just sent that sent this this week. Yeah, um, I but I thought it would be good for us to kick it around again because we've got fresh blood on the podcast. Cool. Sure. Um, yeah, so this the Skywalker lightsaber is the second lightsaber that Anakin built because he lost the first one in Attack of the Clones. Yep, and. He lost that to Obi-Wan on Mustafar in episode three.
4: Yep.
2: Obi-Wan passes that on to Luke in A New Hope, and Luke loses it and Empire Strikes Back, and then as far as we know, it leaves the story completely until we find out that Maz has recovered it Mm. and is looking after it now. That's the key to this whole thing, is how did she get it and why did she keep it? We've speculated about that at length, haven't we, Rob?
3: Yes, very much
4: so.
2: um
3: she uh, gave an interesting line to Ray in the cabin, uh, saying, uh, i am no Jedi, but I know the force.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so did she even have the mildest, mildest, mildest inkling? Because her and Han go back a long way from the look of it. Yeah, um did she have the mildest inkling that w- in any shape or form that this thing was um had been <laughs> separated from its owner sort of thing? And is that? Her she knew, finding, her she finding knew, it was no accident, basically.
4: Yeah, she knew that uh, it was Luke's and obviously belonged to Anakin before that. But um, she didn't know that, you know, obviously the, the calling to Ray is, is new to her, which is why she's so excited.
2: Mm. And this is, um, this is something that I picked up from listening to um, an actor from Star Wars who plays Darth Maul and Palpatine in Rebels. Okay. Uh, his name's Sam Witwer.
4: Yeah, and, uh, Starkiller. Starkiller, yeah. Yes, yeah, Galen Starkiller in uh, Force Unleashed is Sam Witwer, bon- yeah. um voice and motion, motion capture.
2: That's right. And the character actually looks, it's a spitting image. Oh, it's spot on, yeah. Um, he's a fantastic personality in Star Wars. He's one of my favourites. I really he's like great. the guy. He's, I think uh, I
4: watched the same interview. Was it the one in the in the sort of mocked-up Falcon cockpit with uh, Andy Gutierrez? I haven't watched that yet.
2: but It's this, really good. This um I heard him doing an audio commentary of the film on another Star Wars podcast. Oh. And he said, when they got to the piece where Ray hears the, the cry of her younger self, yeah. He said, did you realise that that's the crystal, calling to Ray, not the lightsaber itself, but the crystal inside? Right. And that okay. got my gears turning because, we learnt in the Clone Wars, the the animated TV series, that the yeah. crystals call, to the Padawans, and then they mm-hmm. go and get the crystals from wherever they are. They're in caves and whatever you. Yeah and then they install them in their weapons when they build them Mm -hmm. so this crystal once called to anakin yeah and now it's calling to ray
0: hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing Computer solitaire,
1: huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No by Eighteen plus. conditions website for details.
2: Maz has that dialogue, yeah, in, in one form or another. She doesn't single out the crystal. Yep. But does that tie Ray to Anakin in some way, in in a significant? I'd suggest it does in a significant way. If that crystal's called to both of them, but it depends yeah. what that way is. Ray,
3: you've,
4: you've, your, your theory Rey, is that she's a I
3: mean, child. No, of the sorry, Force. Anakin or Luke,
2: though. No, Anakin, because Anakin. Anakin would have the crystal would have called to Anakin. He would have retrieved it, and then he would have installed it in that weapon. Okay. And Luke that's just inherited it.
3: Yeah, Luke's Luke's it position did, was quite incidental, it, it, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, yeah, it didn't call it didn't call to Luke in any way. No, but in air to the in air to the Jedi. Yeah, Luke finds the green crystal right. in a lightsaber when he goes to that tomb, doesn't he? Yeah. So in a way, he's already had his trial because the green yeah. crystal that he's using in his current weapon, as far as mm-hmm. we know, his current weapon. Is the one that he found in his own trial when he had to face yeah. that big beast that came out of the lake and all that sort of stuff. And also, as far
4: as having said that, I mean, as far as we know, the reason that you can call a lightsaber to you could easily be the crystal, you, you know, you're interacting with the crystal rather than the uh, the hilt.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a really good. Uh, that's yeah, so it might, simple. It Dude, might God. not be telekinesis. Might mightn't it? It could it's just falling. be.
4: It kind of still is, but.
3: But it's still more like
4: here, puppy, isn't it, kind of thing? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. And that would explain why it goes to to uh, Ray
3: instead of Kylo.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah. And remember... And and she's not really... It doesn't look like she's um, trying that hard to call it over because she's just kind of standing there with her arm out, whereas Mm. Ren is actually kind of really giving Mm. it some. That's a really
2: good point, Rob, because that's the crystal choosing her again, isn't it? It called to her in Lazzy's and it chose her there. It wasn't a matter of being able to move an item purely through telekinesis because they would have been evenly matched, presumably.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, I've got my kind of... Gripes, it's like mild gripes about that because she's not in any way trained. But I still, you know, I still think it's probably true that we're going to find out more about why she's strong later.
3: This is an an innate action, isn't it? This is almost an inherited trait. Yeah. From the set. Yeah. Well, a a forced trait, (laughs) for want of a better term.
2: Yeah. And Qui Gon did reference in or did refer to um, the symbiotic relationship between the Medichlorians, which I know we all hate. And, um, and the force itself. So Yeah, um, and then
4: actually, if you think about it, the midichlorians wouldn't be, they'd be in all living things. That's something that's always been true of the saga. So mm-hmm. it would be, in the, the midi- if there were midichlorians in that lightsaber, they're in the crystal.
2: Not they're the, in the crystal. Not the hill. Exactly.
3: Yeah. That adds a lot of edge to the story, actually. I mean, I I've never considered before, because the whole, if Ray is um, connected, that's the only word I can use at the moment, Mm-hmm. To uh, to Anakin stroke Darth in such a heavy manner. Yeah, that gives real credence for Kylo's want to honor exactly Darth Vader in such a way that you've got yeah. a gritty edge on the on the story. But, but there. he may, yeah. but he
4: may not know. He might want the lightsaber without realizing the significance of I it. I
3: know, but when you realize, if he finds that significance, he's going to be more pissed. It's oh, well, it's a hell of a absolutely. lot
2: cooler if he does understand it. It's a lot. That's a lot more impactful if he understands. The significance of the crystal inside the sabre and he thinks if i can call that then i've i have a connection to the force that's equal to my grandfather's and and then i'm worthy remember ray said to him your fear is that you'll never be as powerful as darth vader he desperately wants to be at least the same level as i think he wants to be I i think he wants to become darth vader
4: yeah, pretty much, because he says he wants to finish what he started, doesn't yeah. he? That's his, li- that's his
2: line. So he wants that light so I mean, it could be that it's a gruesome artefact as well, because that weapon slayed those children, remember? So if he's this funky weirdo that we suspect he is, keeping ashes of fallen victims in a bucket in yeah. his apartment, then that would be something that would make this more of a um, a creepy tchotchke for him. I'll have that yeah. light lightsaber. My granddad killed tons of kids with that. I'll have that. <laughs> um, but I yeah. think for Star Wars, it's more likely I need that crystal, that crystal called to my grandfather. If I can get it, then I'm equal. I'm yeah. worthy. Yeah. But then it and goes maybe
4: that's to why, why he's sort of so adamant that belongs to me,
2: mm.
4: you know, in, the, in force awakens when it, when Finn's holding it up, you know, that he's, he's really, yeah. ad, you know he's really kind of insistent, you know, that lightsaber belongs to me. And it's yeah. like, because it's a family heirloom. So is it exactly. birth,
2: Is it a birthright? This is it. You know, it makes you wonder. It's, that's pretty base, f- yeah, f- for Kylo. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, there you go. That's what intriguing. I, and, and just intriguing. to um, one final comment from me on the subject, I think, um, and, and again, I've covered it before, but Paul, for your benefit, I suspect Ray is a virgin in the Force, the way Anakin was, and she's been created by the Force. And that's why the crystal calls to her the same way it did to Anakin. Well,
3: yeah, he was part of the prophecy, the original prophecy, wasn't he? So. Yeah.
2: And I think she may well be, you know, if those prophecies come in waves or if they keep reproducing them until they get it right. And, mm-hmm. you know, the force... <laughs> Which is
3: the way of religion generally, yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 You know, Anakin failed. Well, let's knock out another one and see how that one gets on.
3: I mean, from the point of view of connectivity as well, I mean, everyone at the moment, most people at the moment, are obviously trying to connect Ray to Luke, Ray to Luke, Ray to Luke, and so on and so forth. Yeah. But the more I look at that final scene, he doesn't look remotely pleased to see her. Mm -hmm. His eyes are quite regretful, Mm -hmm. almost, uh, not disappointment, but almost... uh, uh, you know what the I can't quite yeah. word it, but he does not look remotely pleased to see her.
2: No, I've there's got... hardly,
3: a, it's hardly a hi, honey, where have you been moment. <laughs> no. yeah. if, he, if he does know who she is, yeah, surely there would have been a more um, <laughs> reaction with a bit more fondness to it. Yeah, he exactly. just does not look happy to see her at all.
2: No, yeah. and Leia did though, and mm. I wonder if it's because Leia doesn't truly appreciate who the girl is there is a new f- there is a new theory float- floating around okay um which i only discovered this morning on a on a google alert i got okay. a video from youtube perhaps we'll come perhaps we'll come back to it later um someone okay. try and remind me because i will forget um but i've kind of taken the lid off of this thing and so much of it makes sense it's yeah. almost ridiculous you, you know? um I'm not sure, I don't think so. Is
3: had to do with Palpatine?
2: Yes, did you send me that?
3: I sent it to you. Oh, right, okay. Well, yeah.
2: Let's go over it later I then.
3: I haven't seen it, I haven't I haven't seen it all yet, but I, I thought I'm going to flick this at you first and yeah. uh, get your comments later. So
2: I thought it was a Google alert, but it was from you, you're right. Okay. It was well, my Google
3: alert, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, um, we'll circle back to that later then and we'll we'll have a quick chat about that because so much of that makes sense. It's ridiculous. Right,
3: we've got a bit of... Post podcast viewing this evening yeah. from
2: the sound of it. Okay, Carl, thank you very much, sir, for your question. Um, yes, thank awesome you, Carl. To go over that one again, I, I do think that this is going to be a, a pretty prominent piece of the Star Wars story going forward. This lights over this, lightsaber, this it's crystal. That
3: the conversation is actually about a crystal, but it actually it's organically growing far, far more than that. So. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, indeed. Okay. Right. Let's jump on to uh, this question from Corey. Uh, he says, uh, Rob brought up a good point on Tumbling Sober podcast 33. Lies. Um, and on the TSW Dark Side episode. It's I never un- do. I it's never unproven. Points. It's unproven at this point. <laughs> um, the scroll and opening scene of The Force Awakens indicate that the map to Luke has just been discovered. Um, that being the case, is Lor Santeka on Jakku for that reason, uh, to find the missing piece, or is he taking refuge on the junk planet um, having found the missing link as the planet seems to be a good place to hide is the map possibly dropped with ray upon her arrival as a foul safe back in the day or is it just the will of the force and a coincidence that ray just happens to be on this planet at the same time as it all happens as the force is slowly coming out of its slumber what it yeah. all boils that, excuse me what it all boils down to is where was the map who was it bestowed upon and will yeah. we ever find out so to break that down, who had the who had the map that led to Luke? Could it have okay. been left on Jakku when Ray was left on Jakku? Right. And is this all the will of the Force, or is it a big picture deal? Discuss. You yeah, make like good the, points. Uh, all... I,
4: I, yeah, I like the <laughs> apparently, I like the idea, allegedly. I, I like the idea that whoever left Ray on Jakku also left the map there, but it, that one doesn't ring quite so true to me because Ray is what. Are we kind of establishing that about ten years has passed between her being left on Jakku and force awakens yeah thereabout's ten or twelve years Some, I would say, something something yeah. in that region right mm-hmm. so Luke's been in exile for six yeah there's a blood obviously bloodline is
2: when you yeah well that lost. Doesn't, that doesn't add up at all then does it
4: no this is the, this is the sad thing about it because actually it's uh I, I like that theory quite a bit that you know Luke kind of it, whether you know regardless of if she was a skywalker or not Luke kind of left her on Jakku, and then left uh, left the map in a place where somebody could come and get it if they needed it later on. Yeah. It makes you wonder what the catalyst was before that point, because this is the thing I'm always curious about: is you know what what was the catalyst for Los Anteca to go and find the, and the Church of the Force to find the map hmm. and set up camp on um, on Jakku? Was that were they there for a while? You know. It's, it's 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 a tough
2: one yeah paul have you got any thoughts on this you've just re-watched it recently hmm paul you still with us i oh, know he's he's uh stepped away oh, I was, excuse me i've got my oh sorry i've got my um message window closed um, um yeah okay Right. Well, on that point then um we know yeah. ray has clearly been on that planet a lot longer than um, Luke has He's been in gone. hiding. So yeah. we can assume that Luke had nothing to do with her being deposited on Jakku. Well, well not, not necessarily, but it, to my mind, it's more than likely that those two things are unrelated. Yeah. Um, the other thing as well is that Jakku seems to be laid, laden with um, coincidences because it's also home to the Millennium Falcon. So there's a yes. lot of um, fortunate things that go on there. Um yeah. But Los Santeca, he's not there on his own. He's there with the whole Church of the Force, and they've set up on Calvin Ravine. Yeah. So they seem to have been they they seem to have been there for a while. Mm-hmm. And they've got evaporators, and they've got this little community set up. Yeah. So I don't think it's as though he just arrived, found the map, and contacted the resistance. I think that he yeah. he'd been there for a while. This is why, when initially, when I read it, and I overlooked that line in the opening crawl because to me it seems to add up that the Church of the Force were looking for Ray because she's a virgin. So they find her on Jakku and set up the that Kelvin into ravine so they can watch her, like Obi-Wan yeah. watched Luke. Yeah. Um. I guess the Falcon being on um, Jakku could come into play if that had the map to Luke on it.
4: Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because all of these things don't quite gel. All these events and all these things in yeah. the timeline don't quite mix together seamlessly yet, mm. unless there's something coming that we obviously can tie into it. But at the moment, it's...
2: It looks like crazy. coincidence. Yeah. But I think yeah. um, this is what I said way back in January when we first uh, recorded... Um, our reaction to the Force Awakens, and I, mm-hmm. I said to Steve and and Paul as well, they were both on the same episode. I know it well. I said we need to learn how to watch these films now, yeah. Because for the past ten years we've been watching Star Wars films that click together like Lego bricks, you know, they've got that yeah. satisfying clutch value. Where yeah. we know how they go, all the pieces fit together, and we know when we're watching a film how everything resolves itself. So the mysteries go.
4: Yeah, well, also, actually, I was, um, you on your recommendation, I picked up that Secret History of Star Wars book. Yeah. The audio book, and I've been listening to that, and obviously they delve into how um, episode four wasn't originally episode four, if you believe the kind of the sources in the book. It's yeah. just that it was always designed to be a self-contained thing. So you can watch that movie anyway without, um, without Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it can exist in a microcosm.
2: Well, that's what George's initial, um, that, the initial inception for that project was, to do something that's weird. It's almost like yeah. you would see Tarantino and Rodriguez do now with their grindhouse sort of take on things. Yeah. It's this curio, is there a mm. real missing? Uh, how, did I, how come I missed the first three parts of this story? Yeah. And it was all done as kind of an art project. Yeah don't underestimate Uncle George. Uncle George oh, no, is right, the king no of the means. retcon, you know? He goes, he goes back and he, he'll rewrite history like there's no tomorrow. And um, we love him for it. We do. And he In does it very way. well. I think we'll see that here.
4: Yeah. So I think it's entirely possible that... It, see, this is the thing that doesn't make sense, is if you were to swap around the, the full map, and obviously it wouldn't make as much sense, but if you were to swap around the full map and the piece... That uh, BB-8 carries and say that R2 contained the full map and the Empire were looking for the other bit to complete their record Yeah, it would make a lot more sense because it doesn't matter when the piece is found because the piece is kind of being deliberately kept away from the First Order and obviously if R2 had a complete set of the map in his databanks and he's gone to sleep then um, the only thing they would be trying to do is keep it away from the First Order which would make sense as to why Ren would be after it so fervently.
2: Yeah, but it's being kept away from the Resistance as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder whether or not Luke had more to do with the disappearance of that Millennium Falcon than we're giving him credit for at this point. Maybe. Because there was a long string of names, people that had stolen that ship from one person to the other. Maybe Luke stole it first. The map was on it. Yeah. And and then he went his way from from Jakku. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure I'll, the maps, maps always everything. bothered me uh, has it
3: yeah hey it's Paul I mean <laughs> welcome back it, uh, it's Star Wars yeah <laughs> these people are jumping around a galaxy like fury and all of a sudden there's only one person in the galaxy that knows about this certain part of the galaxy with a yeah. map come on it's been charted by probably thousands of people yeah. otherwise you can't go jumping into light space every five minutes if there's an yeah. uncharted
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's a quadrant sort of thing, Not
2: but, true. you
3: know, we move
2: on. I think the way to read that map is if you look at it towards the end of the film, there's a little like, trail of breadcrumbs that lead right to Luke. Yeah. And I think it's the little trail of breadcrumbs. Like they, You've got this system, densely packed system, Yeah, All these planets, if it was Star Trek, you would call it an M-class planet so it could support life. Mm -hmm. But there's dozens of them, and Luke's on a tiny island on one of them. Yeah. So that map is the direct line to him. Otherwise, you've got to do what they did in Empire, which is blanket bomb that region with probe droids looking for him.
4: Yeah. And even, you know, obviously you could still leave red herrings along the way, so he could still be elsewhere in that in that area
3: true locations always not cut and dry because i remember um when ben was trying to locate the uh yeah who the builder who was who's building the clones who's building the
2: the yeah he
3: had trouble locating that system for a while didn't he
2: because someone had deleted it yeah
3: it's the same thing that came up with the line, that famous line you know it's just west of x y z like there's no west in space by the way yeah
4: the west of the rishi maze but then also, yeah, west of the reaches, but actually, even um, Han Solo talks about the western reaches. Yeah, yeah. So there are still west. <laughs> I suppose you just look at it if you're looking at it on a map.
3: There's again, it's like on a space star west. chart
2: or something. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah, but they're still Sports. they're still talking about parsecs being time and not distance as well. So
4: Well, no, they're not because this is so. This is that's one of those. I can go down the rabbit hole if you want, but it's yeah, we've <laughs> done. Whoever wins, we lose. We've done that before, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Kessel the Kessel Run thing is one of those things that's been explained away in Legends. Um, but I don't know if they've ever... No, I don't if, know if that's canon again. again. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but yeah, the, the Kessel Run, for those who aren't familiar, obviously they're familiar with it from Han Solo's mention. So there's two ways of looking at it. Either um, Han Solo is bluffing to try and impress Luke and Obi Wan's obviously not having any of it. Well, you can because, see that
2: on Alec Guinness's reaction that he thinks this guy's just spinning a yarn. Well,
4: you can either way, can't you? Mm-hmm. Um, no, actually, yeah, it looks like the Kessel Run is canon. Um, so, the 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 twelve parsecs basically. There's the Kessel Run is a is a dangerous route. Though so it's um, it's got, I think in the legends it had surrounded by it was surrounded by black holes. Uh but let's have a look.
2: Yeah, and the story is if you if you want to fly oh, okay. through that, you're you're yeah. doing the shortest path takes you closest to each of the black holes. You're bolder to rec- path. They break
4: on that in canon. So the canon explanation, I'm going by Wikipedia, so Okay. This is, you know, I'm quoting. Um so the route involves several extreme changes in velocity in order to jump to and drop out of light speed with the minimum time spent out of hyperspace while making drops, pickups, or tight turns.
2: Oh, that's a so massive on.
4: Absolutely, yeah. So basically what it's saying is um, if you are, you know, the better you are, the shorter the distance you can cover it in because you're kind of, you know, you're doing the, you're doing the hyperspace jumps at the very last second. Mm-hmm which he's obviously done already script <laughs> oh it's definitely it's definitely <laughs> post script well, no this is this is from this is from lucas so yeah. in the commentary track on the star wars blu-ray release george lucas stated that ships in the star wars universe can't travel in straight lines while in hyperspace due to collisions with celestial objects okay fair enough certainly seem to yeah um thus distance is an important factor in how quickly a ship can get from point a to b the millennium Falcon's superior navigation computer allowed it to travel shorter distances between points and arrive faster Okay. So maybe it's because it's more sent, like they're saying it's a better nav computer so it can spot yeah. those things at the last second, I guess, and kind of maneuver around them with
2: the minimum amount of fuss. Yeah, well, it's definitely you see you see Han doing a bit of that in the original Star Wars, don't you? When he yeah. when they're trying to evade the star destroyers when they're leaving Tatooine. He's yeah. throwing switches saying he's calculating the route to Alderaan because yeah. without precise calculations your fly-throughs straight through a star or bounce too close yes. to a supernova so yes. it's like the falcon is calculating the route based on the the most current available data
4: mm-hmm.
2: yeah so that's that's kind of the Which way they it's really boring yeah I'd rather got much be better has got the balls to fly near a black hole the, uh, why not uh, yeah. leave it like yeah, that exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah. black hole
4: what's sort of, I yeah. I love I love the idea of I used to love the uh, the more the more cluster
5: so you know, much better
4: tell... yeah it was brilliant but um yeah, unfortunately they've um apparently they beat he beat that um he beat that record anyway in Legends. Oh Christ 11, 11 Let's and a not go
2: down that route. Process. Process. <laughs> <laughs> right, Rob, do you want to take James's question? This completes our collection. Now if this was top trading cards, we'd have a full set. This is James and I, Tumbling Saber.
4: Yes, we've collected the the, the whole set, the, we all, have, all the variants, we have all the all chase cards. Uh so from James at Tumbling Sabre. Hello, James um great show again this week as always guys want to add my two cents to the opening shot i think the spacecraft we see in the opening shot this is over episode eight i presume yes yeah um could be kylo ren arriving to meet snoke and the first few scenes could be snoke and ren training which mirrors luke and Ray's, which are the next set of shots to open the movie but beyond that commentary i want you guys to address this question will ray always go by that name will she eventually go by her given birth name or will anybody reference her by that name is it is that name important uh, cheers, James. P.S. Ray and Ren are siblings, half siblings at worst. That's his, uh, he's still choosing to hold on to that one. He's hanging in there. Oh, yes. And I mean, I don't, you know, I don't blame him at the moment. He, nobody's telling him otherwise. No, all bets are off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, breakdown: Will Ray have a different name at some point in the future? And could we speculate on some names?
2: I love this question.
4: It's brilliant, I, right?
2: I absolutely love this question.
4: Yeah, because obviously we, we assume that the reason she's called Ray is because uh, of the Orobesh helmet.
2: Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah, because
4: she's wearing the helmet in the when she's sitting outside the flat at.
2: Hmm.
4: Shout out, Steve. Still with us.
2: Yeah, no, that um, was Daniel, wasn't it? Was it? Was it I thought um, it was Steve. Not our Steve. I don't know now. No, 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 no. Yeah. I think it was-
4: I, thought it was. I thought it was our Steve, and then Daniel picked up on it in the following episode. I'll oh. have to consult. I'll have to go back and consult the. Well, you uh, go back to the tape, the because
2: I, I do not have time for these trivial matters. That's fine.
4: That's, that's fine. I, neither do I, but I'll do it
2: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's eighty-eighty. Yeah, but it is, um, well, a, one of us. Somebody coined the term "flat out." I'm pretty sure it was a listener. It might have been. Actually, it might I, have been I'd Reese. Say,
4: I think it was Steve. And then in the following episode, somebody emailed in a question that contained the word "flat, flat out." Flat
2: out, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, if it was if uh, i think it was a listener i think it was uh reese and we called the episode flat out but anyway we've gone is, off on yeah. one sorry rob we definitely we definitely did that we definitely called it flat out regardless
4: yeah and we definitely said that's the episode title in the episode i remember that so Indeed. i can go back and so if you if listeners if you want to be sure you can go back to i think it's episode 28 but it's called flat out either way so if you want to help me in my endeavor of finding the truth then uh you know where to look
2: or if it is you, Reese, just send me a message and we'll that put this thing works. to bed. <laughs> Paul, are you that aware was- that that um, X-Wing fighter helmet that Ray puts on... Yes. ...it had a name on the side? Yes. And it says Ray. Is that a sneaky nod from the filmmakers or is it something more significant from the narrative?
3: I wouldn't like to even... Speculate? ...hesitate a guess at the moment. Um... I don't know. Yeah, it's, I mean that's she's just given herself, just chosen the word for herself. Yeah.
4: yeah. The, so, does
3: that mean does that mean
4: Poe's full name is Paul to inflate Damara?
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> based on
4: based on what's written on his. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, it could go either way, couldn't it? I don't know which oh, way. Probably, I, yeah. I really like. Right, this, this is the this is the rock and the hard place that I'm stuck okay. between. Right. I really love the idea and I find it really heartbreaking that Ray grew up with absolutely nothing, not even a name, and she took right. the name from one of the belongings that she manages to scavenge up, which is this fighter yeah. pilot helmet. Um I love that I think it's melancholy to the extreme and it really plays into how sad Ray's origin is. But then we cut through that with reality which is Lucasfilm have branded Ray now. Yeah. And you can't take that away. You can't suddenly say, no, her name's Kim Davis. There you go. Yeah, I get what you mean. And then here's your new Kim Davis figure. It's not going to happen. We didn't
3: didn't know much about Anakin prior to Darth, though.
2: I think um, whether she
4: finds out a new name or not, that's just good. She's just going to stick with Ray because that's what she knows.
2: Yeah. Which will kind of make it a dangerous topic for them to even try and tackle at this point. Yeah, maybe. No, you're right, Paul. We didn't know much about Anakin, but when we met Anakin, he remained Anakin until that fallen Mustafar.
3: I mean, we know Finn's name's not Finn as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. So,
3: what could happen there?
2: Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's...
3: the deep hole office might be very, very busy during the next movie. But... <laughs> this is a, the that's thing, an isn't? interesting.
4: That's an interesting thing. So, I know um, of you know. Obviously, there'll be people who've named children after Ray i know one of my friends one of my friends named his daughter after daisy ridley right but um you know it's it's uh what's it called so i there's there's no doubt going to be people who've named their kids ray
2: you can't after, take that away uh, now you can't take ray is, away from the fandom exactly,
4: exactly you know in episode eight and nine they're gonna go wait what that's why you know i named my kid based on that
2: i mean look and at it, it paul at celebration what was the most predominant cosplay by far, mm, big time. By far, oh, sure. Everybody yeah. was dressed as Ray, and they all looked yeah. incredible. From the from the the wee little versions of Ray yeah. to the inappropriate or the inappropriate Ray. Um, Sorry. Yeah. What were
4: they dressed like?
2: Let's not go into. Let's not go oh, down let's. that. No, that's after Dark Side material. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, you can't take her you can't take her away now. There's yeah. nothing they can do about it. If the intention was. Actually, she's Jaina Solo. Ta-da! Yeah. It's not going to oh. work now because you've already yeah, I... you've already got Ray. You've given us Ray. And you can't take it away.
4: I d- also, if they call, if if they do a Jaina Solo, I'll be like, ugh. She
3: can't be a solo. I don't think she's a solo. No, and would have kind of recognised his own daughter. Yeah, and so would I. Mean, at least
4: he, he would have remembered. He would have at least mentioned. After, you know, there would have at least been dialogue that but she does of, know the
3: Falcon really
4: well. She does, but that's because yeah. she's a, she's scavenged and she's she, she said she's piloting pilot to her. She look said at, what, ships, look at
2: what, what Anakin was capable of with that Naboo Starfighter.
4: True. Well, he was kind of he was just lucky, really, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what was he capable
2: of? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't. He didn't die, and that's the most you can ask that for a, from you a you nine-year-old you, boy.
5: You, 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 yeah, true.
2: true. <laughs> James, I love that question. Thank you very yeah, much for sending awesome. that in. Aw- awesome 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 line of reasoning. Yeah. You should be very you
4: should be very suitably uh puffing your chest out right now like a peacock in your peacocking. You should be peacocking. I'm not must- about the
3: sibling thing. The name thing is really,
4: yeah, really I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm I'm not am not fully sold on the sibling thing either, but at, uh, at the same thing at the same time obviously like you said all bets are off, so mm. he might well be right.
2: With Ryan Wren, I think that they do they share a lineage. Um And I think that that they are – one's a genetic descendant and one's a spiritual descendant of Anakin. Okay. And that's as close as those two are going to get. But I still – I'm putting it on record again tonight. Yeah. I think they're going to switch these two characters over midway through this trilogy and Kylo Ren's going to come back as Ben and he's going to redeem himself and she's going to plunge deep into the dark side. I think
4: think there's one – I would I would love that because it would That's it would be inc- inc- incredibly mm-hmm. interesting to watch but I think the one thing that you're not ignoring willfully but one thing to bear in mind outside of the of the film in the kind of popular culture that will, that will cause a lot of complaints because there are some who will be upset that a strong female character has to turn evil yeah uh there'll be some who just like getting upset about stuff that doesn't matter anyway because uh, they'll be there no matter what you do. Yes, of course. Because uh, there's, obviously there's always there's already probably already people who are still annoyed about Daisy Ridley for whatever reason, quite wise beyond me. But She's too white. Well, exactly. And too, and you know, too British. There you go, see? Like, hmm. Obviously, that's a nice change in that respect, that the British person's not a villain for a change in uh, Star Wars. Because obviously that's been historically... Well, yeah, quite. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, that would be... We don't know Snoke's yet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> With regards to... Um, with regards to people taking umbrage when you um, make a strong female character into a villain, yeah, um, the villains can still be strong characters.
4: Oh, sure. I mean there's, I know, you know Gwendolyn
2: there's, wasn't yeah. necessarily in Force Awakens. No,
4: but at um, the same time, obviously Cersei Lannister in Game of Thrones is a strong character. As in, she's got a strong, you know, a strong personality. She's got a decent storyline. She's actually mm. got some devel- character development. These things can be done and but it's, just, the, it's more little girl. Obviously, she's a hero to little girls.
2: Yeah. And that's fine because those little girls are going to grow up. You know, it's going to think of it like Evil. Harry Potter. When <laughs> Turn it to the dark side. <laughs> hurt a lot of small animals. Um, look at the Harry Potter films and how they went from um, being school kids to being in these perilous situations. Your audience grows with True. the character. True. And um, I suspect that there's an argument to be made that you can take ray and and do what they did with anakin which if it's done well or done better than the prequels did it her descent into the dark side will break your heart because you're so in love with her now yeah and if she falls from grace that's going to be devastating and i mean it's it's powerful
4: i just don't know if they've got the
2: you know if they're
4: willing to take that risk
2: well, they're going to be introducing well, other female characters. Kelly Marie Tran's coming into episode eight. They're going to bring in other strong yes. female characters to cushion the blow of that. Sorry, Paul.
3: I was going to say, don't forget at the end of the little sequence in Empire, we all left the cinema devastated at one yep. of the last lines, devastated. That's, yeah. And then we, the pond, same... then we pondered on it, and then we thought it was the coolest thing ever. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: but at the same time, that was a young man, and if history has proven anything, you can do what you like to a bloke in a film. You can lock limbs off, you can kill them, you can gun them down in all sorts of horrendous ways. Hmm. That's not the same. It's not true of – that's not true both ways.
2: This is the next ceiling that's going to be broken then. And well, if, if anyone's so going a, to do it, Kathleen will do it.
4: Sure. I mean, it's ball, like I said, it's ballsy.
3: It's oh, got, I hope so it's because incredibly it doesn't, powerful, it, but, it doesn't uh, even warrant conversation. It's, so, it's such a lame situation if that's the case. Hmm. Characters, characters. Let them be what they go. I mean, she could be. Oh, you're absolutely ultra right. All just, cool and so on, but the whole political yeah. thing has got to be thrown out. Yeah, really, for my, okay. T- now you've t- said t- that. For my opinion, I hope they do it because.
4: <laughs> I, I totally, I totally agree. I'd love to see them do it. I just know that. Yeah, know, that's really sad, isn't it? Those yeah. vocal minorities yeah. are very have a lot of uh, a lot more sway than we'd like to believe.
2: Since we've been doing this, that's been a trend, isn't it, Rob? That that this thing Me keeps going off on one about that stuff. Yeah, no, no, it's not. <laughs> Not you going off on one, but you're bringing rightly so. You're bringing this subject into the light that there's so I t- I much. Take, I take a lot of
4: I take a lot of interest in this stuff.
2: Yeah, it's what a, Christopher on White a, calls, on a cultural level. Uh, it's what Chris, Christopher White calls quarterbacking Monday morning quarterbacking. It's people yeah. getting wise after the event, or they're turning something that's done creatively into their soapbox for whatever yes. saber yes. they've got to rattle. And yeah, and that's got no place in my Star Wars. Ray has been written as a strong character and they chose to make her female. She was a strong character first and whatever they do to her over the course of these three films, I'm going to be on board because I'm in love with that character now. Yeah. And if she goes to the dark side, that's going to destroy me. And if she comes back, then that's going to, you know, I'm going to be doing little yays and tiny Mexican waves. So Mm -hmm. it's all good. It's all feelings.
3: I don't care which way she goes as long as it's just handled well, as long as they write a well. good
2: story, it doesn't. To me, it doesn't matter so much. Well, that's the key point, and it? it's got to be in service yeah. of the story. Whatever they do, it can't be salacious. Can happen, I, think
3: Finn, I think Finn might slip over there, but he's not Jedi situation anyway. But because Finn's already been tugged mm. once, isn't he? He yeah. was prepared to leave at Maz's, at Maz's place. He was prepared to leave. So,
2: yeah, yeah. But that he kind of had the Lando arc, didn't he? Where he thought little, there's got to be a way, bit. a way yeah, out of this bit. rather than through it, and then he realised that. Mm. Courage.
3: Again, is there. that parallel I th- was worried would draw another <laughs> yeah. sort of social connotation to it, sort of thing, but let's not go down that path twice. And
2: they are doing well to avoid that, I think, Lucas. Well, from. for now. For now. Okay, look, I've got one. We had one last minute um, message from ads. Ah, yes. This is the
4: one that we're not prepared for.
2: Yeah, you don't have this, but it's kind of. I'm actually surprised how close it is to James. The first point that James made in his uh, message. Oh, okay. So Ed Perfect. says, Hey, Mark and the gang, none of you guys yep. get names, just me, um, question regarding episode eight and how it may start. I wonder right. if the opening shot will be the usual spaceship in space, but it will be Kylo Ren on board heading towards a mystery planet to join up with Snoke for training. So exactly what James has just said. Yep. Um would be great if we saw some Dark Side Master slash Apprentice training and then uh, be countered by Luke slash Ray training in R uh, two uh, uh, as he's put it. What do you think, <laughs> Smiley Face? Adds. Um, so like will we it. will we get the will we get that? James and Ads have both suggested that we'll get a ship that takes Kylo to snow.
4: I like the idea. I like that idea, and i I'll, I'll, I'll go you one further, and I'll actually kind of. Story, almost storyboard it for you, right? Mm-hmm. So we get the crawl. Obviously, it's a saga movie, so we get a crawl. It pans down to the the kind of debris field surrounding Starkiller, what used to be Starkiller Base. And you see Kylo Ren shuttle sort of traveling through the uh, thing. Or maybe you see it come out of hyperspace or something like that. Um, and as he... As he sort of comes into shot, he's ordering somebody to dispatch the Knights of Ren looking for Luke. I like that. Looking for that planet. And that will be the kind of the first thing, because obviously we've talked about the action beats that it can share with Empire without being really derivative. Yes. One of them is to dispatch the Knights of Ren in a similar way to how they did probe droids. And, you know, obviously they can take longer than probe droids because probe droids were looking for a long time before they found something. Presumably. Um, but they can do it that way, I think. Yes. Have, it, have him sort of, you know, well, knocked off, understandably so. He's had his face slashed um, and he's lost a battle with somebody who shouldn't be stronger than him. Obviously, he's been sort of injured, but at the same time, he should be comfortable, comfortably able to wipe her out as far as he's concerned. So he'll be doubly annoyed and knocked off and he'll be on his way to Snoke probably wary of getting chewed out by Snoke as well because he lost. All these things might be connected
2: hmm. in that way. So it would be and going I back think, to Snoke like a wounded animal.
4: Yeah, very much so. Like a sort of, they beat me up. <laughs> between the legs and all that. <laughs> they mug, yeah.
2: Mug me off. Yeah, they, they do me a well, I actually put out a second Insights this week. Um, okay. A couple of days ago where I, I'd written up my... Um, take on how episode eight will start Yeah, because of the fact that Ryan said eight picks up immediately after seven. Yeah. Yes. So there's no downtime. He shot that footage of Ray meeting Luke yep. on arc two, which we've already yep. seen at the end of force awakens. And it got me thinking, I'm going to be very brief here because I understand the clock's ticking. Sure. Um, but basically what I put in my insights was, I think that there was a time jump at the end of the force awakens that was hidden. Okay. And there's a couple of bits of evidence. We get everyone coming back from Starkiller base, and then you get um, Finn hauled off to hospital, and Princess Leia cuddles Ray, even though she doesn't know who she is and she ignores yeah. Chewie um, and all that stuff. Then we see Ray in hospital, quite comfortable in his white shirt as Ray says goodbye. Yeah. We go outside, and Leia's in a sort of regal type of robe. She seems to be pretty chilled out for someone whose son's mm-hmm. just killed his father. And um, all that, to me, suggests that there's been a passage of time. It could be a matter of days, it could be a matter of weeks, months, whatever. Mm. And also, um, right at the end, when they're all waving goodbye to the Falcon, which is where you want the film to end, Rob, um, 3PO's got his gold arm reinstalled. So they're very clearly sort of hinting that time has passed. It's not just they got back at 4pm and by 6 they're packing up the Falcon to shoot off again. Well, yeah. Definitely time has passed. Now, that time to me suggests that that's enough time for Hux to get Kylo Ren to Snoke Snoke the way he was commanded to and for Snoke to train Kylo or complete his training, at least in part. And I did kind of write up what I suspect we might have. Um, Okay. So much as you just did, Rob, a storyboard for you would be the opening crawl goes up, we pan down, and we yep. see a massive star destroyer, kind of like the Executor in. Um, oh, okay. Uh, the what is it? The ex- Executor, isn't it? Because Executor yeah. isn't actually a word. Um, yeah, the
4: same word, just pronouncing it differently.
2: Well, there. Thanks for bailing me out. Um, all right, mate. So we get this massive ship, and that's the ship that Snoke's on. Yeah. And then we see how a Dark Side master trains his apprentice. Yeah. So he's throwing droids at him and lightning at him and all sorts of stuff. And poor old Kylo's taking a. Bash, as he's trying to train, and all the while Snoke's drilling him. Mm -hmm. Search your mind, delve in. You read the girl's mind. You saw what she's got because she has the map. Remember. Oh, so probe deep, and what that creepy footage that we saw of episode eight that Ryan shot, where we're low over the water approaching that island, and the island's getting larger in the frame. Yeah, that could all be. Kylo Ren's vision of him seeing it. And then that warped version of the closing moments of TFA
4: is
2: Kylo seeing Ray meet Luke. And that's when he snaps out and says, I know where they are. And then we can go straight to arc two and then we're off to the races with Luke training Leia. So we get that juxtaposition, which (laughs) I think um, Adam, uh, excuse me, adds has brought up himself there that we're seeing the juxtaposition of a sith or not necessarily a sith but the dark side training yeah juxtaposed with the more holistic natural jedi training yeah so where luke's probably more nurturing and training ray the way yoda trained him you know run jump over this thing you know i like that a lot and the sith punish each other into power because yeah. they're unrelenting. That's kind of what yeah. I had in mind anyway. You should read it; it's on the site. Um, I had I had to skim through. I'll have to give it a proper yeah proper
4: lengthy go. That's likewise. what
2: I imagine happening yeah. because it gets us through. It it preserves the opening of a Star Wars movie. So you pan down to the ship. Yeah, and it gets us to that point that Ryan said there. No time will pass because all that stuff we've seen Kylo training with Snoke would take place in the hidden time jump at the end of TFA.
4: Yeah,
2: when three pos is getting his arm refitted and. Fins hmm. being, you know, stabilised and whatever you. you know, yeah. just just a theory. Have a look. Um, but yeah, pretty cool. So thanks for that, answer so you just got that question in under the wire. Yep. Okay, Paul. Did you have anything you wanted to add to that opening shot of eight before we move on? No,
3: I'm, no i no. I still think, I, I still think the opening shot is possibly just going to be us following the Falcon down there.
2: Yeah. I don't think there's going to be. I don't, think,
3: gonna, could be, could I don't be. think there's going to be any dark side stuff for probably five, ten minutes into the movie. I don't think we're going to see okay. anything for a little while. Um, we don't know where Snoke is. No, this is,
4: true. this is so true. So
3: he could be, you know, several light hops away, or fourteen parsecs even. Next could be, on the ne- <laughs> could be on the next planet over. So I, I seriously, I'm, I think I'm a shoot. I'm with what he said, with what Ryan said about the opening frames. I almost think we might even backtrack a few minutes yeah will finish Falcon will appear will oh, go if, down the, if and they
4: do that I, I that. just stand, if they do that I will stand by my insistence that they should have just cut the movie when they went to hyperspace because if they just double up the scene then that just proves my point
2: yeah but go back I to mean, December can you imagine people being happy with no Luke whatsoever
4: oh don't get me wrong I w- I'm sure there would have been a lot of people just going oh are you kidding yeah, me but yeah. at the same time that would have been you know they would have had a talking point either way
2: I do I like the idea of um Panning down from the opening crawl to Arc Two and Luke seeing the Falcon Ooh, in, yeah, into the atmosphere and seeing the the Falcon's approach from his perspective. Yeah. And then having quickly go, Oh Christ and then run up, getting his robe on because like I imagine he's like the rest of us, he's just sitting around the island in just his pants and then he's Oh I gotta get my robe and he's running around trying to get up there so he can look yeah. all cool in front of her. Yeah, and that's when he realizes forgot my forgot to put my glove on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that might be a grave. One of I, think, our listeners, I think he already
3: knows about Han, spiritually, and he's made a grave for him,
2: just to pay homage to him. Yeah, could, could be, yeah. Oh, that was, no, that I,
3: was really left field, but I thought I'd throw it
2: out. I think that's pretty reasonable. I mean, um, one of our listeners, David Donovan, sent me some pictures from his trip to uh, Skellig Michael Island, mm-hmm. and he'd taken a picture of that stone, and it's a an natural rock formation, but it doesn't yeah. mean that that's the way the production intended it to be,
3: Got some symmetry.
2: Sure. I, th- I think that they repurposed this natural rock formation and okay. used it to because, you know, like David said, they could have had Mark Campbell snap a couple of steps to the left and block it, obscure it yeah. from view altogether, you know. They Very left true. it there purposefully so that we would question what that is.
3: Yeah.
2: And it does kind of work.
3: Listen
2: mm-hmm. to us now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, quite. <laughs> okay, let's... Um, Let's go to so a quick did. break. Sorry, Rob. There was one quick thing. Um, we
4: glossed over the bit on James's question where he said, speculate on the names that it could be.
2: Maybe she doesn't have a name. Hooray. Yeah. Jaina. I, uh, oh, I don't know. No, I I'm don't. Go with, didn't I'm just didn't a but son but called
3: Jason? Yeah, did, Jason
2: yeah. and Jaina, yeah.
3: Yeah, twins. So where did and, Ben um, come from?
4: Ben was Luke's kid in the Legends canon.
3: Yeah. Ben was Luke's son. So, right. Okay. Yeah. So there's no connection there. That doesn't connect.
4: Nope.
3: nope. No. So, Ber, berth, to... Bertha. <laughs> they need ones. They need
4: ones with alliteration. There you go. Ben and Bertha. They
3: should have had, They should have had a, They should have named one of the kids Uta Tuta. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and that's what Greedo was talking about oh, all this along. What, you...
4: <laughs> this is my friend. That's what, that's
3: what he was talking
2: about. <laughs> all of these and pieces are just kid. dropping into place. Yep. it makes perfect you ever,
4: sense you ever seen uh, Jabba's Kid <laughs> <laughs> okay
2: before we go completely off the rails we're going to throw to a quick break and when we come back we've got oh. Connor's Corner <laughs> that's awesome
5: hey James and Corey what's your post Star Wars chat routine? I like to lie back on my bed and look up at the stars and remember the good old days when I had a roof to be perfectly honest Kyle I usually sit there and stare at the floor for a good 15 minutes before I either pass out on the spot or stagger to bed with a lit smoke. Yow. Yikes. Well, guys, the science is in, and it tells us that doubling down on Star Wars talk has many healthy benefits, like a broader view, a more serious mind, and a possible increase in your midi chlorine count. So once you're done listening to the fine gents on Talk Star Wars, you should check out the Tumbling Saber podcast. It's our great white northern take to boot the galaxy far, far away. Take off, eh, you hoser? Sorry, man. The fact is that Tumbling Saber isn't just idle speculation. At Tumbling Saber, we go deep, man. We provoke thought and conversation. We move the needle. So check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. We're also active on Twitter. I'm Chop Rules Me with a Z. Uh, Corey, I think it's a am at Tumbling Saber on Twitter, by the way. Isn't Zed dead? I'm pretty sure the cool kids hang out on Instagram and Facebook. The kids are done with Facebook and Instagram, but you can find us there anyway. But that's not all. Star Wars can drive even the sanest person mad with endless speculation. So join us as we ponder over the thousands of possible rabbit holes to travel down. We love listener input on the Tumbling Saber podcast, so if there's anything you want to get off your chest, come lay your nagging questions and crazy theories at our feet. Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. I thought this was a Star Wars podcast? Dude! we're giving away 1 million Canadian dollars to the first person who gets the reference. Uh, You better find out how many British pounds that's worth. You shut your mouth over there. And we're back. So
4: as always, after we go to our break and hear from the lovely guys at Tumbling Sabre, I'm guessing that's what's just happened, Mark, right? Indeed. Okay, just to make sure, because I never get to hear it back till the edit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's time for Connor's Corner featuring Leo. So I shall begin. Good day, gents. Let it's me really start right. off this, this week's essay by saying just how much we, Leo and I, enjoyed last week's podcast. You guys were clearly still buzzing from your time at SWCE, um, some of us, and it, really came, and it really came across on the airwaves. We're also loving the way you're moving spoiler talk to the end of the show. It does have a downside, though. I don't get to hear the fat man. It means Peter Griffin, not me in this case. Uh, <laughs> sing at the end, but it's a small price to pay. Anyway, on with the question. So episode eight picks up just where seven ended. This is the first time we've had this with Star Wars and it got me thinking, this doesn't happen too often. He is the he is a humble man. Yeah, because if there's one thing that these essays prove, he thinks a lot. <laughs> um and let's hope he's got that- a ghostwriter.
2: Yeah, Leo. <laughs> That's why gives him begrudging credit every week.
4: Yeah, this is it. Leo and like-
2: Connor this should be
4: it'd be leo's corner featuring Connor maybe Who knows? leo's
2: lounge next
4: week <laughs> oh wow there you go <laughs> we should we should field a question specifically from leo and if it's if it's, it's going to be like uh, do you like the bit where <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just talking about it in the break about how uh if we were to have seen episode seven and done a podcast as children we'd have been like oh, i like that bit where this I like, oh, oh where the falcon did that it was amazing <laughs> that's how i talked anyway i don't know about you guys no that's how uh, i was talking before we started oh, okay. recording oh okay good uh anyway on with the question so episode oh hang on so i've just been to the same back to the same that's bit. all right take you from uh, there mate all right so episode seven, eight picks up where seven ended about um it got me thinking about the timeline of the story and adventure we're on if this is the case then this chapter will have a very training heavy storyline as kylo and ray are both still learning the ways of the force Ray's head will still be spinning from the fact that she has so many unanswered questions, as do we all, about how she came to be. Kylo will be licking his wounds after defeat from the girl. Who make no mistake, if that Fisher hadn't appeared when she did when it did, she would have ended him right there. So I'm thinking, is Luke going to take Ray as his student and train her in the ways of the force? And likewise will Snoke be training Kylo? Also, I don't think we're going to see the fully trained new generation of Jedi or Sith or whatever Snoke and Kylo are in this movie. I think we're in for another slow burn a long slow burn on this. There's no way that these two, Kylo and Ray, are fully trained by this next film, looking at this new timeline approach, which I think is a direct response to a new anthology film every two years. People have a much shorter attention span these days, so it makes sense to do this, almost bringing it back to what George Lucas had in mind when he said he was inspired by the old Flash Gordon matinee shows. I must say, I like it myself. That is a great point. That's a really good point. I never thought of that.
2: Yeah, really good.
4: Um, keeping it serial-like is good. It has a familiarity to it, and it means we know what we're getting in the next gripping installment of Star Wars. <laughs> uh, that was pretty that, good. That was uh, thank excellent. You. Thank
2: he, you, did, thank you. he did ask, it should be said. He did, he kind of did ask. It,
4: and hopefully that... He uh, got it,
2: yeah.
4: It was fancy, so let's we'll see how you get on with that. And the audience are right back in where we left off last time. Disney know what they're doing here, I and mean, I have faith in them. I can't wait for episode eight, Knights of the Force, calling it now. Ooh. That's interesting. That's a good title. Uh, thank you once again for all the great content each and every week. Connor and Leo, may the force be with you. P.S. I see a Rocky Rocky stroke Drago style montage of the training, Ray all back to nature and Kylo all high tech, and the robot from Rocky Four is an Easter egg in the background. <laughs> I can never tell if he's trolling us or not. No, I don't think he is. Because that sounds hilarious and at the same time woeful. Yeah, but also <laughs> quite plausible. Bit, the montage bit I like, but the Rocky Four. Um, uh, homage would be a bit of a stretch yeah, I think. Gonna, and the I'm... music,
3: you've got to have Flying High now playing haven't you oh yes, man exactly, yeah.
4: and Ray
3: gets to run all the way up the top of Michael's Gullick <laughs> and then she stands <laughs> oh, at the top with her arms in the air. <laughs> Is that the whole film,
4: it's just her running up those bloody stairs <laughs> <laughs> yeah. poor girl um, right so let's break it down will episode 8 be training heavy
2: um, what do you think I hope not. No, I don't think it will be training heavy, no. okay, No, no I think, more so than the screen time occupied by training in empire.
4: Okay, I think, I have a theory on this. So I think that we will see uh, Ren being trained fairly swiftly, but we'll have Rey having to convince Luke. So it will, it will put, basically from a kind of story point of view and from a, you know, from a sort of pacing point of view, it will make it look like she's on a massive back foot. Mm-hmm. When he, when he, you know, if he does, if if the rumors are true and he's making it to Akhtu by the end of the movie and they're having a fight, it will make us believe that she's weakened because she's had to, she's wasted time convincing Luke to take up the mantle of trainer because yes. he's going to be, he's going to be convinced that he does, he's not fit to train people because obviously he's had an apprentice fall in the last six
2: years or so. Yeah, true. Really good yeah. point, actually, yeah. I've just yeah. been struck by a crazy idea as well. What if Ooh, go on, go on. Luke training Ray yep. is like the bride training under Pi Mei in Kill Bill? Oh, okay. So she keeps getting a little bit to ahead of herself and he has to keep knocking her back down, trying to yeah, keep her in work. check, trying to keep I don't her know, humble.
3: She's, she's quite a humble girl.
2: She seems. She seems she, to be.
3: No, she's quite spunky too, though, isn't she?
2: She got a shot yeah. in the arm from all that. that um, yeah, but you see her on Jakku. Doesn't she kick
3: like the crap out of people? Well, that's after she. She has no qualms about d- defending.
2: Yeah, yeah. She's so quick. That's
3: defending. I don't think she's an offensive person.
2: Um, yeah. I don't know. Finn might. Finn might say otherwise when he he copped a chase through that marketplace, didn't he? She because had all her teeth there.
3: Because well, of the jacket situation, so she was assuming that maybe he was responsible for the death, even.
2: Yeah, quick maybe. to anger. Yeah, the Jedi uses their skill for defense.
3: She doesn't yeah, suffer think. fools, though, does she? No. That's the thing. Yeah, she's spirited. I don't want to see any training of Kylo Ren at all. I don't want to see a single heartbeat of it because I think it's far more mysterious not knowing what the dark side do. Mm. Yeah, you never saw any. You know, Palpatine spoke to. Anakin a lot, you didn't see him train him and he just no, manipulated he, his it, mind constantly it was far more interesting
2: we didn't see him train Maul, we didn't see him train Dooku I mean, Dooku's mm. training was pretty much done by that point, wasn't it? But, yeah, it was, yeah speed, of bikes. <laughs> yeah, speed of bikes yeah, speed bikes, yeah it sounded more like a pod race went, that one. Drones, I'm, having, I'm having
3: an Endor moment <laughs> I'm hoping it isn't training heavy at all, we did get it from Empire we got an idea now what they go through Yeah. Um, but that so, said We've, we've got never saw, we've never Ray seen Dar- having an understanding,
4: have we? Yeah, we've never seen Darkseid training, though, in uh, Yeah, I don't want
3: to. No? I think it's far more interesting. Uh, I can see that. Guess. <laughs> I can see
4: that. I can see that argument, kind of leaving it open to speculation, is, is in some ways more intriguing. But I think, like I say, I, I kind of like the idea that it's going to be, we're going to be watching almost like a race against time. They're going to have a feeling that they're coming, and she's going to try and convince Luke to train her, and he's going to be resistant for a while and then some event will change his mind or something she says or does or something like that
2: mm. Mm. could be interesting she's going to have to prove her worth to him i think yeah well that's also
4: possible yeah um and obviously he has to be convinced that she's not just going to fall to the dark side like ben yeah because he's going he's going to feel that one extra hard cuz it's his nephew
3: incidentally the title's um the dark and the light
4: oh well, i don't know that seems more like the um the uh, episode nine title to me, the balance of the force, or something like that. Yeah, I had, I, had a, I thought of one the other day, an episode eight title, and I can't remember for the life of me what I
2: thought of.
3: What about am I still on that fecking island?
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do you think he booked that island for Expedia?
3: <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> where's the apartment? <laughs> yeah that's the experience we had yeah. yeah. first five
4: minutes he just turned his first line of dialogue is to turn to her and go did you see a hotel on your way up <laughs> yeah I can't find it on the maps yeah because it says it should be around the
3: corner but here I am
4: <laughs> six years later
3: <laughs> mm. who's, the, who's that enormous bumblebee in um, Tatooine I can't remember oh Watto oh, Watto, Watto yeah, Watto. yeah and he's there making a deal
2: that's him yeah
3: bumblebee <laughs> I gave I you, a you, me, apart- I you
4: apartment I sell you an apartment <laughs> i I told
2: you we shouldn't have booked with republic credits they're no good there yeah that's true yeah it's like i love
4: that idea like this han solo on the falcon just going they say he went off in search of the first jedi temple so where did he get the information expedia (laughs) we better find him quick
2: (laughs) (laughs) he's screwed
4: he's walking right into a trap
2: (laughs) (laughs) right we got we got two more points on connor's
4: okay yeah let
2: me just uh well, will we right. see Luke training Ray and Snoke? We covered that, and we said it's just one more point. Yeah, actually. kind of
4: covered that. Yeah. So the last point is: Will we see fully trained Jedi or Sith in Episode Eight? No, no. No. I think we'll see kind of the. I think again, I think they're going to echo Empire in the sense they're going to have um, at least one of them is not quite ready to fight yet, and they're, they're having to. Yeah. Because, like I say, Kylo sort of finds. Yeah, he's them got all sorts finished. of
3: issues. He's got issues outside just did yeah. with the force though, hasn't he? So he's, yeah. he's a, he's a really shaky line. table. Yes. I mean, he's like a three, a three legged stool that still can't stop wobbling. Yeah. You know, it's technically yeah. impossible. <laughs> <So>.
2: <laughs> yeah. And she, I don't think, um, since the Sith returned in episode one, yeah. I don't think you've really had much success training out Jedi. Even Ahsoka fell. Mm-hmm. Um, Kanan didn't make it through his training. Um, yeah, so with the Sith present I'm not sure that you could ever have a fully trained seasoned Jedi no they seem so to that, be working at a disadvantage with that,
4: with that threat of them being discovered which I think is going to be a theme for the, for the Luke storyline I think that's going to be a theme throughout I think she's going to be rushed into a fight before she's ready in a similar way to Luke in Empire but she's not going to have the choice Yeah, she's just going to have to fight she's, well she has the choice of fighting or running and she she's decides to fight. Wow, well, that's it. Oh, I wouldn't
3: it? it be cool if both of them were on the same side? Oh, man, what if I and Luke? And Finn comes along and says, along Actually, and I'm like, the one that woke up. I was up. a Jedi all along. <laughs>
4: <Yeah.
2: laughs>
3: Ta da!
4: It's old man Withers from the Haunted Amusement
2: Park. <laughs> <laughs> and he would have got away with it too if he weren't for you meddling ones. <laughs> all right, should we move on to some Twitter? Thank you, Connor and Leo, for your questions. Yes, thank
4: you, Connor and Leo. As always, um, a wonderful, wonderful. Well, SA, well. which gets gets the juices flying.
2: Indeed. Um, let's talk Twitter. All right. So we put out um, a poll last week, which mm-hmm. was something along these lines. Uh, which of the rogues in Rogue One will Darth Vader kill? Jyn so Cassian Andor, Chirrut, Imway, or all of the above? Um, What's the verdict in the end? Well, we are still a few minutes away. Oh, no, final results have just come in. Okay. It's only just ended. Yep. it's had next it's had an astonishing reach this week. We've had 2650 impressions.
5: Mm.
2: 231 total engagements. So it's travelled quite far this one. 181 votes this week. Yeah. 52% have said all of the above. Really? Yep. Yeah. Uh the that next closest me. is Jin. You what you what Paul?
3: That worries me. Why is that mean? Well, I think Jin looks like an interesting character. I want, you know, want some longevity there, standalone or not. The idea of the name, or the you know, the idea of them being her being used later, I think is quite mm. cool.
2: Yeah, actually, while we're on that, so that's probably
3: because I'm in love with Ray, though, <laughs> and I just want more of that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, and I, I think you might get it because I've been beating this drum since this film was announced. None of these characters can make it out of Rogue One; they all have to die because we don't see them in Episode Four.
4: They certainly have, yeah, to disappear off the ra- they have to disappear off the radar
3: one way or another. Don't yeah, you? I'm yeah. not even thinking about that. I'm just thinking about how cool the film looks.
2: But the same, the same um, approach has been taken to um, Rebels, the TV show. Everybody yeah. has been saying all those characters need to perish before episode four because we don't see them. And Dave Filoni came out at um, Celebration yeah. and said, why is that true? <laughs> Yeah. Why is that true? You're looking at one corner of the Star Wars universe and you're following these characters, yeah. and it's not like the, the, re- galaxy. the Alliance a doesn't just revolve around those characters. There are other things going on.
3: Bob yeah. Mothman says many rebel spies died. She doesn't say everybody. So. He, no.
2: Well, that's uh, Jedi. She says many Bothans. Oh, many she bofins. says
3: Bothans, doesn't she? Yeah, 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 of course. Now, yeah.
2: wouldn't it be cool if... And just hear me out here, right? Because this, yep. this is a weird one. But wouldn't it okay. be cool if the, one of the future spin-off films... Is a quasi sequel to Rogue One, where we follow the theft of the plans to the second Death Star, okay. and it's the surviving members of the Rogues, so Jin, yeah. maybe Cassian, mm-hmm. and a few members of Rebels, Hera, Ezra, okay. maybe not Ezra because I think his his destiny lies along a different path, uh, possibly Kanan. So yeah. you get that you get that blind character back in. Mm-hmm. So the next Rogue Two, if you like. A stupid title not something they'd ever entertain but this is the guys no. that team up with the Bothans to go and get the plans for the second Death Star
4: yeah
2: Hera and a few um gin and a few survivors from Rogue One
4: okay. Hera
2: and a couple of the popular characters from Rebels all together yeah. in live action to take those the second set of plans down I like yeah. that idea mm. that'd be pretty cool right who wants another Twitter poll yeah let's do it Okay, let me just pull up my drafts. So this one I thought would be uh, in response to a couple of things we spoke about last week. Yes. Sorry, my Twitter app is taking a minute to open. Okay. So this week's Twitter question is, which Star Wars Legends character or characters would you like to see return to canon? Cast okay. your vote and retweet people because this has got to travel. We need opinions. Yes. Um So which Star Wars Legends character would you like to see return? Darth Revan, Kyle Katarn, Jason and Jaina Solo, I'm cheating by putting two in one there, or Mara Jade? All right. What I've been saying this week is if you can't see the answer there that you would prefer, then quote the tweet and add your option at the bottom. and I'll see if there's a trend and more and more people. I mean, a lot of people did that with last week's question, but it was all about... Um, it was all of them, not just the f- yeah. not just the three names I listed. All of the rogues. So, yeah, um, they
4: went through the lot.
2: Yeah, so I'm tweeting that now.
4: Okay, Could, do we want to sort of run through the options and talk about our 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 picks?
2: If you want to, mate. I don't really yeah. have. Okay. Much. So I'm gonna say. I don't really have a dog in the fight, to be honest. I'm gonna say I'm gonna be a
4: little bit cheap here and go for the easiest one which I think is Darth Revan. Okay. Uh, so Kyle Katarn is the, obviously the hero from the Dark Forces video games and the Jedi Knight video games. Yeah. And his origin story was he was the mercenary who was hired to take the Death Star plans. So obviously they've retconned that with Rogue One. Now, clearly from the Thrawn announcement, they're not averse to retconning backstories in significant ways, because obviously they've redone Thrawn entirely. And actually, I've made my feelings clear on that. I think it's actually a bit of an oversight, but I'm kind of willing to give Dave Filoni the benefit of the doubt because he's quite good at this stuff. So I'm sure he'll make it entertaining, but I still think that it doesn't make a lot of sense when you break it down. Um, Jason and Jane are solo. They could introduce solo twins, but at this point, like like we said, we kind of touched on it earlier, it doesn't strike me as um, likely that Han would not only not recognize his daughter, but also not mention her once at any point during the, di- uh, during the movie in dialogue with Leia. Yeah. Uh, as for Mara Jade, I think it's entirely possible Luke might have a wife. She may well be the, p- the person who occupies the bit of stone that he's standing in front of.
3: Mm. Good point. So that may be a, that may yeah. Be a gravestone.
4: That yeah, it may, be a gravestone. <laughs> it may be a gravestone. People have speculated, so on he may well alone, have a wife. On stone uh,
3: alone. She gets my vote.
4: Mara Jade, I think, has um, I think somebody's dis—I think she's been summarily dismissed as coming into canon. I think uh, it was Dave Filoni, wasn't
2: it? He said um, no to coming into Rebels. That's right. Because he doesn't want it to be fan—he doesn't want fan service on his slate. Yeah.
4: she's purely she's purely Legends at this point. So he doesn't want. Hang on, he doesn't. Dave Filoni doesn't want fan service on his plate, but he brought Thrawn back in against yeah. all sense. Yeah, all right, mate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Again, you know, like I say, I'm sure he'll do it. I'm sure he'll do a good job, but he can't really deny that that's a bit of an odds. Yeah. Position to take.
2: Oh, this is um, interesting. So we're starting to get some into it. We We've had seven votes already since that went live. Blimey. Um Darth Revan and Mara Jade are locked head and head. And Cole Katana is bringing up the rear. Yeah. Jason, Jayna Solo getting no love. Darth no. Revan's just jumped into the lead. Okay. 50%. This is going to go live. We'll, I'll tell you what, we'll we'll come back into that later on and see how it's gotten on, because that's that's a pretty snappy uptake. Yeah, it really is. Okay. Um, But there are people hanging
4: on our every word. It's wonderful. Isn't it? Yeah.
2: This is is all me with my alternate accounts, though. (laughs) (laughs) I've got 50 other Twitter accounts.
4: (laughs) Vart (laughs) Klabchek. Is that your Star Wars name?
2: Yeah, that's me trying to pronounce my name after a heavy night on the jack. Oh, okay. All right. A uh, quick break, and then we'll be back with some Star Wars news. Hi there. This is Gloria Garcia, the Jakku Defender in Star Wars The Force Awakens,
1: and we're listening to Talk Star Wars Podcast.
2: Okay, we're back, and we're going to dive straight into Rogue One news because there's an absence of pretty much anything else this week. Um, okay. So straight off the back of uh, Celebration Europe – Lucasfilm took everything they had over to San Diego for Comic-Con and they also had a little extra something for the people that went there so they released information on a new character. In fact, they had the new character there. Mm -hmm. Um, He is a Tognath from Yartonga. Okay, get me, and he a looks new, like this—a
4: a new world, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and there's an awesome picture in our show notes, so
4: it's a really nice picture.
2: You can download the show notes; they're hyperlinked into the description of this show, so you can yeah. have a little look at him. Um, and this is the bio for this character. So his name is Edrio, and his nickname is Two Tubes. Okay, and he is a mercenary pilot who flies alongside his egg mate. Oh God, I hate that stuff. Uh, Ben Thick who okay. sounds a little bit like the Petroleum Company from, a, mm, from the Abyss, right? Pentec <laughs> Good connection. <laughs> yeah? Could be. Proud, I'm, very I'm, proud. Steve would love it if he was here. Um, yeah. They share the nickname of two tubes derived from the breathing apparatus they, uh, that allows a Tonga physiology to process oxygen in oxygen-rich atmospheres. Edrio's native okay. world is Yartonga, and yep. it has been conquered and occupied by the Empire, forcing him to flee as a refugee with a desire to strike back at the Empire. Edrio and Bentec Petroleum have allied with Saw Gerrera's uh, rebel cell. So we know that Saw is a little bit unorthodox and a little bit more right-wing with the way he approaches his particular brand of rebellion. Mm -hmm. Um, So what do we make of this character? And Paul, are you gutted that they revealed something that they didn't reveal at Celebration?
3: I'm not gutted about that, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not gutted we we didn't get something they got. I'm just gutted it came out at all. You don't like oh, okay. this? You if don't like character? Oh, no, no, this I like. I'm yeah. talking about the. Sorry, I'm, I was really. Oh, blimey. I'm talking about parallel blinking, uh, parallel thoughts. I'm thinking about the solo thing again. Oh, right. Um, no, I like this. He reminds me of. Was it Zucus in. Yes. Oh, oh yes. he does a bit, yeah. yeah. And he had a yeah. breathing apparatus as well. He did. This is true. He, this is true. He was tied into Dengar, I'm sure, and stuff like that. I can't remember. Didn't they partner he was, up? There was a couple was a of, part them of
2: were partners, right?
4: Zucus Zook, was paired up with the. Forlom? Forlom, yeah, one of the droids. Forlom For of Bosk. money. Cool. Yeah. No, Bosk was, uh, was solo, Dengar was solo, um, IG88 was solo, and the yeah. Zucus was paired up with Forlom.
2: IG88 had brothers, didn't he?
4: Yeah, but this is all, I mean, that's stuff, I think that stuff's yeah, all they're, legends. They're, awesome. They were all numbered how that much? I don't think it's canon anymore. I know. That I think they are actually. I think I. Um, I seem to recall this is based on, admittedly, the iPad game Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes. But um, you can down. You can get a character called IG88, and you can also get IG86 as well.
2: Yeah, that's the. But bother. that's a, geni- more one generic,
4: the a more generic. It's more generic so It's not like a bounty hunter one. It's a sent. It's called a sentinel droid. All oh, right. Okay. That's a similar, uh, similar, but not the same.
2: This. Yeah. Um, if you look at. This character design, yeah. Look at the chest plate. What does that look like to you? it looks, like, it looks a bit like Vader's,
3: isn't it? Chest,
2: yeah. yeah. And you can use scavenged bits from. Well, from I, sort of thing. I don't know what they what they're doing here. Something the the design freak in me would say that they are using elements from yeah. the OT to sort of subliminally trigger. Okay. Sort of recognition in the audience, so that they know where they are. Because if you yeah. look at the shadow troopers, ah, you know, yes, seven foot two black um, yeah. stormtroopers, mm-hmm. their belts are exactly the same as Vader's. Ah, but okay. The, the design of the belt with the three—that's got three or four little notches in it that look yeah. like um, like they're forming a little triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, they're Vader's, and I wonder whether these things are being dropped in so that when we see it, we know. Oh, we're in the OT period. Just as yeah. if they filled the screen with chrome ships, we'd think, oh, we're prequel period, you know? Yeah. I wonder whether these are just touchstones like that or if there is something more significant about the origin of these bits of technology, but I don't know. I like yeah. the character though. I, I, I dig it a lot. Mm-hmm. I like his coat.
4: I really like the uh, the coat, actually.
2: Really cool. But a yeah, he
4: has of, got a, um, uh, he's got a—he's got like an—he he reminds me of one of those old kind of Wild West.
2: Yes, it's like a of, Wild uh, West duster, isn't it?
4: Yeah, exactly. And he's got the sort of long rifle as well.
2: Mm. Like the guy at the start of a few episodes of Preacher. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, the—he's uh, just called the Cowboy, I think, at this point. But right. I know if it's anything like the comic, I know what his name's gonna be. But obviously, we're not there yet, so there's no point no. talking about it. <laughs> but yeah, he, he does remind me of that of the Cowboy.
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like yeah, it. Pretty cool. I like it. A lot.
4: I
3: like it a lot. It's great.
2: Let's Lovely. get to um, to this Han Solo thing then. So Gareth Edwards, okay. and it wasn't just when I wrote these notes; it was pretty much just Gareth. But I noticed later that Kathleen had also confirmed this um, yeah. in an interview, a short interview clip with Extra TV, that there will be no Han Solo cameo in Rogue One. Okay. And this is a quote from Gareth. He says. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to do this, but I think yeah. I should. Han Solo's not in the movie. Right. What yeah, are your reactions? I know.
3: Oh, well, you know, but Benedict Cumberbatch wasn't Khan either, was he? <laughs> yeah, look at that. No, back. I don't know. Look I mean, I don't backlash, care if he's in the right? movie or not. I didn't want to know either way, though. Okay. I really want the movies to... Rev- I mean, one of, the big, one of the fun things with uh, the Mark Hamill panel, that that kind of right <laughs> <laughs> <Did you? Yeah. laughs> was the fact that we know, I mean, Mark Hamill on one hand will openly say, I hate the secrecy. It kills me. It's stupid. Let's get fun. Blah, blah, blah. But then he'll stand up and he's like, Oh, come on guys. They're doing it. They are doing it for you. They want you to enjoy the movie. They want to surprise things. Mm. And I do want to go with the latter, to be honest. As much as we talk about this, we do try to stay reasonably spoiler free ourselves. Yes. Um, and the speculation is the fun. And I want to go in and I want to be surprised as much as possible, which yeah. was always, I mean, I'm not going to go there because I, I I saw the film again four times last week, believe it or not. Okay, but with no TFA really. with TFA, um, I wasn't overly surprised. That was one okay. of the problems for me. There mm. was not that uh, not that it was. How can I kind of put it. it was, there was too much familiarity and too much similarity took the surprise away for me. So I want this to go in a direction to just say you haven't got a clue. <laughs> you don't have a clue, and yeah. that's been so much fun. And that's probably another reason I'm, I'm mildly, you know addicted to this movie before I know anything about it sort of thing so mm.
4: yeah I'm I'm all i all right with Hans Solo not being in it just because of the timeline
3: yeah <laughs> well yeah that's a large factor as well yeah I'm, yeah. A,
2: I'm with you Rob I'm, I'm i mean, I was absolutely be... opposed to it from the start
3: yeah. yeah so he's good so he would have been 30 ish wouldn't he yeah exactly and I mean Ald- like, Ald- very Alden's, late 20s,
4: Alden's Alden's being sort of geared up to play a few years you know a few years previous maybe not sort of ten or more but he's definitely been geared up to play a young, a much younger Han Solo it doesn't make sense to have him you know not Harrison Ford that close to episode four yeah. it doesn't make sense
2: and it makes the character look stupid as well if he's involved in any events yeah. in Rogue One he would have knowledge that would assist him in yeah. episode four I guess yeah. what we were talking about earlier really this is just dance across my mind I'm sure there's somebody screaming at the podcast right now uh, <laughs> We've just said our Rogue One could take place in two timelines with yeah. young Jin. That would be mm. where you'd put a younger Han.
4: Yeah, in but there. how do you how do you shoehorn him in on? Jedha? What's the point? Yeah, yeah. what exactly. is the point? But that you know, that that's is still too young, isn't it? That's convoluted. That's just that is just doing it because you can. It doesn't make sense. Mm. Having you know, obviously, he's up and up until a certain point, he's on Corellia, and then um, oh, on the subject of Corellia, you know, I was saying we'd never seen it in canon. Yeah. Um, technically if you've read the comics you have but oh, only right. briefly yeah um in the first star wars of the main the first issue of the mainline star wars comic they go to Corellia, but it's you only see a tiny bit of it very briefly um it looks a bit like coruscant actually right okay very, very developed and very built up farmland and, then
2: oh yeah but, <laughs> yeah wide um, open expanses of water
4: Anyway, yes, to put him in the film just because you can seems like the only way I could see it working and not being daft is just as a little, you know, with his back to camera in the background of a scene, that sort of thing, where they just have Alden
3: dressed in the outfit. In the back, yeah, or or does it or does it beg a previous question we posed before of our Twitter was like, who would you like as a CGI character? I mean, would you really want a CGI Harrison Ford in that no, film? Not. No, absolutely
2: <laughs> no, no, no. So but I could take. I mean, we know it's not going to happen, but if I, if I was going to do it, I would put Han in an Imperial officer's uniform and him okay. part of the fleet that goes to get Galen in the Ooh, earlier okay. part of Rogue One when yeah. Jin's younger. And have that be the moment that's the last straw that breaks a camel's back, and he thinks. Where, or, or it make,
4: you see him sort of uneasy, as if he's yeah. starting to come around to the idea that he's and not. He does the, out for it.
2: the Finn thing, and then the, the abandoned ship.
4: Yeah, maybe. Um, to be honest, like I said before, the the one I will accept in the in the background of a shot is somebody somebody like Boba Fett who just passes in passes in the background. Yeah, because he doesn't need to be. He doesn't need to have dialogue. He doesn't need to be involved in the story in any way. And it can just be a really nice bit, a really tiny bit of fan service where they're just like, oh, look at that, it's Boba Fett. Yeah. Because people love, even when this movie's out, people will pour over it and analyse those things and it'll be cool to have stuff like that in the background.
2: Yeah.
4: Like the the little nods to episode four in episode seven. Yeah.
2: They write their own stories around them then, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So um, I mentioned Kathleen Kennedy earlier and said that uh, she had something to say to Extra TV as well. And in that same report, um, Kathleen confirmed that Han Solo was a th- was not a thing. But also yeah. the uh, rumour that Hayden Christensen might appear in Rogue One, she debunked that. Okay. She said that that was not happening categorically. Yeah. So I'm really quite disappointed because I wanted to see Hayden get another bite of the cherry. But do you guys have are you, you got anything invested in this at all?
4: Not especially. Not I mean, you, one, no. you'd have to see him pretty much ruined in order to see his face anyway, so it doesn't really make much sense. was mm. kind of what really I want to, to I, I, I would like to see him battle damaged, but if you think about it, do, it doesn't seem like throughout canon, he's really... The the suit's got a bit kind of old and dusty, but it doesn't look like it's ever had any chunks taken out of it.
2: No, but I would in,
4: in the Legends, it was, ton, you know, tons. I but, can't remember
2: uh, who I spoke to about this this week. Um... I spoke to somebody about this online. Yeah. Um, oh, it's escaping me. I apologise. I can't remember who it was, but they were saying they also wanted to see... Oh, I know who it was. It was um, somebody follows us on uh, Twitter, jo- uh, Josiah Ward. Um, yeah. He'd um, said the same as me. He wanted Hayden to get another crack at Star Wars because yeah. we don't necessarily think that he was the worst thing in it. He did exactly oh. what was asked of him. Yeah, exactly. And I said that what I would like to see is I'd like to see a Star Wars story dedicated to um, Darth Vader. Yeah. Just purely because I want to get that mask off and find out how much of Anakin is in there. Yeah. And I think a Star Wars story is an ideal place to do that because mm-hmm. we can follow what's left of Anakin as he decides to abandon that identity and become Vader full tilt yeah. boogie. Okay. Or if there's still a remnant in there, and that's the thing that Luke manages to tease out, I'd really like to see that, and I'd like to see it on screen because I don't, I still don't put much stock in the books and the comic books. I'd rather see it all play out on the big screen. But
4: yeah, I mean, it's about what's essential to move the plot along, isn't it? In the yeah. films, indeed. Um, and yeah. if it's if it's not mm. if it's not essential,
2: it, it has to be short. Mm. And there might not be enough there. That that would work yeah. in Rogue One, I think, if we could see. The lid come up and just kind of see how weary he is after yeah. all this time. Yeah. Um, it would work. I don't know if there's enough to center a whole movie around him unless we're going to explore another period of time with him. Yeah, but anyway, I thought that was yeah. pretty sad this week. Anyway, yeah,
3: would it, it is, be like it Gary Oldman's appearance in Hannibal, though?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: It, it was him,
4: really? Yeah, yeah, very much so. He's very much a kind of...
2: Prosthetic not, in that.
4: Yeah, without checking mm. the IMDb, you wouldn't necessarily know it's him, which is just a testament to what a quality actor he is, really. Well,
2: 75% of Oldman's roles are that, though, aren't they?
4: Just He's him a being completely it? different characters. Yeah. He's wonderful.
2: Okay, big news from episode eight this week. The film okay. has completed filming. That's that principal photography, sentence, right? Right? Yeah, that's uh, principal photography. And done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There will be, I know Kyle's a little bit
4: edgy Didn't about he, this. Isn't
3: I thought Ryan said. He finished photography while we were at Celebration, though. I thought he said, we're done.
4: No, he said he's almost, they've almost wrapped. Was that I said almost it, was, said. it was going to be
2: end of oh. July. They
4: wrapped
3: that on the 22nd, right? I think. You, yeah. And actually, Hamill said that as well. He was said scheduled for 22nd 20, 20 yeah. or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And they put out a couple of videos on their Facebook page celebrating the last slate being clapped. Mm. Very um, large clapperboard. board. It was there will certainly be um pickups oh sure we won't call them reshoots they are pickups and they are scheduled and they are a thing
4: they are both but at the same time they are more you know they are kind of accounted for Mm -hmm. that's the 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 big distinction to make is obviously everybody did the the clickbait panic about is the movie in trouble because they're doing pickups but the answer is no no they're not no
2: it is It's, it's somewhat reactive. It's what happens when you get that film and that editing bay and it starts to take on a life of its own and you realise yeah, maybe this thing that we shot, which is vital to the narrative, doesn't work as a joke. It yeah. needs to be a little bit straighter and they'll reshoot it. Or sometime, it doesn't yeah, work sometime, some, straight. It needs to be a joke.
4: Yeah, sometimes or sometimes it's as simple as, Oh, from that angle like you know, it doesn't look as good as I was as I thought it might mm. in that from that angle, so they go and catch it from a slightly different angle.
2: Yeah, they can't anticipate absolutely everything. but exactly. they, they do anticipate that they need to go in and this is a contingency to get those things right and it's yes. not yeah. a sign of panic and it's not necessarily a bad sign. So no, with some exactly. films I'm sure it is. Oh
3: I'm sure yeah, I and all- on- But not the Star Wars. Seventy-five percent of movies for crying out. Yeah, above a
2: certain budget,
3: pretty much everything.
4: Anything that's got, you know, that doesn't have CG everywhere. Yeah. Plus, I always,
3: I always have to ask the question. Sorry to interrupt. That's one. um, But how often are they? How often they got um, maybe three units running at the same time?
2: Hmm. Yeah, I think there'll certainly be two units.
3: Um, That's the thing. But making that seamless. Isn't yeah. always going to be perfect if you've got no. two very two directors true. running at the same time. Very, so it's going to be like, true. right, we're going to go back and we've got to refarm that because the you know the joint in that is just not working. So yeah. if you're doing that, if you're doing that with two units throughout, possibly. I mean, *Hobbit* they had two to three units th- all the time, didn't they? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. The first and, *Star Wars* and movie had three units. They had, they had a ton of pickups and reshoots, an absolute mammoth amount.
4: Mm. Yeah, I bet yeah i can imagine that's a, a there's a fair bit to that i mean you know obviously it's it's one of those things that you don't necessarily i mean i didn't really give any thought to adr um at all when i was <laughs> no, I, didn't until I saw behind um, the scenes
3: of a and thing, then i the
4: no for me it was i met uh, um i met a friend who um actually works in adr and he was telling me all about it and ever since then i can't not notice it yeah I'm really like, it's kind of done that English literature thing of just made it impossible for me to just appreciate something on face value. I just got to find myself listening, going, hmm. that's ADR. That's probably, that's probably done. That's probably the first take. That's, that's definitely ADR. Cause you can't hear that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. There's all a frightening
2: done. amount of Star Wars footage that's looped in post. Oh, uh, it, I believe I think too. most of it is dialogue replacement. Yeah. In post.
3: But we were doing that with, we- with good CGI for a long time and now we just take it yeah. for granted that it's yeah. CGI because CGI is yeah, so good true. but there was a long time we were like is it? Isn't it? not it or not it yeah. yeah that's definitely CGI no, it's there's, oh, one on. film. Now?
4: there's one film that stands up for me more than any other when it comes to being not being 100% sure what's CG and what's puppetry, uh, puppetry is Jurassic Park Jurassic oh, Park yeah. holds up incredibly especially considering the, boss, it's, the raptor scene in the kitchen yeah considering it's age it holds up incredibly well and for CGI and yeah, it looks, It yeah.
2: looks. you know... The CG model had weight to it. It
4: mm. looks the business, you know. It doesn't look in any way... It's not like um, there's a really weird scene in... Uh, you've, seen, you've seen the Ben Affleck Daredevil
2: movie. Yes.
4: There's a really weird scene in that where they're running up a clock tower, Bullseye and Daredevil, yeah. and it's really obvious that they're both CG characters running up a staircase, and you just think, why did you do that? You could just have them run up the stairs.
2: Yeah, because gravity really doesn't weird, work like that.
4: It's a really weird shot to to do in cg because it just doesn't make sense to have them running up the staircase i mean they're running upstairs it's like a spiral staircase that sort of goes around the edge of the wall and it's just you can it kind of the camera pans up above them and you can see from the top that they're both cg characters and you're like why would you do that it just seems un- that's unnecessary that's just you know because you
3: can but it doesn't look very good it's really obviously cg'd it's simply the director's need for the shot when the actors weren't around who knows
4: Maybe, yeah. It is
3: production elements, it's can it be stitched together? I wanna do this. Well we can't because both of them are on different films or different sets right now. Okay. True, yeah. Give it to the CG department. Mm. Yeah, probably true. They do and go to be back honest, friend, the CG department um, brings the co- does bring the cost down enormously. <laughs>
4: oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah,
3: and you, there's no weather constraints, there's no set constraints. You haven't got a horror studio for the day, and so on and true. so forth.
2: Yeah.
4: I see, we get people are getting not just talk Star Wars, but here movie industry here.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: well, the we inside get of track from a previous site. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. Makes sense.
2: All right, one last piece of news, and then we can wrap this little puppy up because we're Quite at cool. the two-hour mark. Um, Alden Reich has reportedly signed a contract for three Han Solo movies. Big deal or no big deal? Uh, and are we even surprised? Big deal, um, no surprise. Uh, That's my thing.
3: I yeah. don't know. It's a big deal and a bit of a surprise because I thought the words standalone were always considered with this film. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ever considered a Han Solo saga or a Sar-well? It says, I mean, unless that, I'm just taking this as your... Is it Han Solo, A Star Wars Story? Because I we, thought the A Star Wars Story tagline initiated standalone.
2: Yeah. They, um, they've been... They, they're they very careful not to use the term standalone now, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're more stand-apart from enumerated yeah. <laughs> movies, idea, yeah. but not necessarily mm-hmm. single movies in and of themselves. Um, right. It's very rare these days that you'll sign anybody to a contract on a on a movie without at least signing them into an option for a sequel or two. Yeah. Um, most of these big budget things come with those sort of multi-picture deals. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not ironclad, so people can walk away from them. If they've got yeah. a healthy relationship with the studio, I'm thinking about um, Hugo Weaving with the Red Skull. Yep. Um, he had a multi-picture deal, but has managed to get away from that. Okay. Um, this, it's not a surprise to me that he sold that he signed a multi-picture deal but I do think it's a big deal that, and I do think that it sort of telegraphs the confidence they've got in this Han Silo movie that they're even talking about this, yeah, in a way that's become public. You know, that yeah, there might be other movies. But what I do like the idea of is that they've got Alden on his way up now, yep. So he doesn't have to be centre stage in all of these films. True. So if he's done a multi-picture deal, it could be that we're going to get a Han Solo movie here. And yep. in a couple of years we're going to get another Han Solo movie. Mm-hmm. But he might be the B stringer in a Lando movie or a Boba Fett movie. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So they can use him, but he doesn't so have to be centre stage. Movies, yeah. No. But well, but it's but more he's been signed, on for, so movie.
4: yeah, he signed oh, on for three
3: movies. Yeah, it's just he's signed on for three pictures. Completely different scenario though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So.
4: I would I would say actually it's entirely possible we will get three Han Solo movies. Uh, because I was saying I think last episode or the episode before that they're gonna basically treat it like another Indiana Jones. Yeah. They have, an act, they have a character who they know has a fixed, a fixed lifespan within the universe. Between the time he's born and the time of Episode 7, there is all that space to play in. Got lots to do there. They can do anything they like. Exactly. Yeah. They can do up and down the timeline. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my favorite phrase is uh, there's the saga movies and the anthologies can go up and down the timeline. Does no- that mean
3: we're going to get Jabba and Co as well?
4: Sure. Why not?
3: Mm. I like all that.
4: Like a slightly thinner one before he lets himself kind of get more opulent, like,
3: sort of
2: If it turns out that he's actually a sexy lady and we just didn't know.
3: Oh, in the gold bikini. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Could be. But I mean, like I say, I think it's absolutely no surprise whatsoever to me that uh, that's a possibility. I think it's very much a testament to my suspicions that it will be
2: an Indiana Jones style treatment and yeah. I'm all for it okay cool I'm, I'm up for that too and I, I'm yeah. with you I like the Huts and the Bounty Hunters I want to see all that stuff but I'd like yeah. I'd like that to be later on I'd like to see him get up to some shen- shenanigans now um, yeah. and then later on him get deeper and deeper into this crime mm-hmm. so that when we know that he's plucked out of that lifestyle by Leia yeah. And brought on board and his life is given meaning. That needs to be his salvation. That conversation with Obi Wan in that bar yeah. that needs to be plucking him out of deep, dark trouble. Yeah. And give him a fresh start. And then it will cognitively reframe that whole episode. Yeah. Where it looks like he's getting himself into trouble with the Empire, but really he's getting himself out of deeper waters. But Yeah. Whatever they do will be cool. I know it. I know it will be. I think so. He's a cool character. <sighs> he is. Right, okay. I had something I wanted to circle back to. Can anyone remember what it was? I said not uh, I, Oh I said something, did you earlier,
4: mention, didn't I? Oh you mentioned it, okay. Right, I don't know then. Um, episode eight titles.
2: No. I can't remember for the life of me what it was. I said, Oh we'll come back to that later. Yeah,
4: and that later never came. Don't, or it did I but. said,
2: Don't let me forget and then I went and forgot. I don't think you did. <laughs> I will I will remember I will remember when I made it in and perhaps we'll throw it in next week.
4: All right, sounds good.
2: All right, let's wrap this one up then. So <laughs> I can't believe how old I'm getting. Um, thank you very much for listening to Talk Stars again this week. Um, you really do make our week every week with these download numbers that are going up. Yes. It's awesome. Yes, indeed. Um, and your interaction on things like the Twitter polls and what have you is brilliant. Keep the questions coming. Don't forget, you can hit us up on Twitter and on our Facebook page, or you can email us at talkstarwarsinfo um, at gmail.com it's talkstarwarsinfo at gmail.com um, yeah. if you'd like to support what we do you can do that by heading over to talkstarwars.co.uk forward slash support and you can become a TSW sponsor for as little as £1 per month you know this by rote now so I don't need to go through the whole thing otherwise get active on our social networks and like everything we do share everything we do that's the only way we get this message out there um, gentlemen Where can people find you on the internet between shows?
3: After you, Paul. Uh, My little baby is called movie-score.com, where I concentrate on the works of, well, primarily things like Williams, Zimmer, Display, and so forth. Uh, I only look at soundtrack, uh, I only look at score material, Symphonic and otherwise. I do not look at soundtrack material, but yeah, I'm a bit of a soundtrack geek. But there you go. I keep saying soundtrack, and I don't do soundtracks. But, um, <laughs> original, the music um, original yeah, original movie stuff. So yeah,
2: awesome. What about Twitter, Paul?
3: Uh, same address, actually. No, it's a different address on Twitter, unfortunately. Movie, it's movie underscore score. So there's yeah. a lot of scores going on, but yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <it's at laughs> yeah that, there'll Thank be a
2: link in the description to this episode on iTunes or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. Robert, where can people find you, sir?
4: Uh, So I'm on Twitter and Instagram at RobWadeVision. You can find me tweeting my ramblings there. I also have have a blog which I run with a couple of friends, which is Emotionally14.com. That's uh, Emotionally14 with numbers rather than letters. Uh, We used to have letters and then somebody camped on the domain and I refused to pay the asking price (laughs) because (laughs) it's just not worth it because I can get a very similar domain much, much cheaper. So no, no. so yeah uh, emotionally14.com there's an associated twitter at emotionally14 it's got a facebook page podcasts videos youtube channel the works there's just you know we're just so busy so (laughs) much so so much stuff it's a veritable
2: enterprise
4: absolutely
2: awesome um okay you can find everything i do at talkstarwars.co.uk as you've heard in this episode of the podcast there's a couple of insights articles on there that you might want to go and check out. You can also find me on Twitter, I'm um, at TalkStarWars. Um, don't forget to leave us a nice five-star review in iTunes if you haven't done so already. And even if you have, why not go back and leave another one? More the merrier. Um, thanks again for your support, people, and we will see you guys next week.
4: Bye-bye. Take
0: care. <laughs> It's a
2: wrap! It's a rap. Let me yeah. just mark this time so I can cut this little bit out. That's funny.
4: I'm amazed your instant reaction wasn't oh, can we get some ringtones? Just like a performing yeah. monkey. <laughs>
2: no, we should do that. You're right. I did forget you are my performing monkey. We need some
4: burrito <laughs> ones now. We need some ringtones. Yeah. Talk Star Wars. oh don't after ducks.
2: <laughs> All right, Rob. You're going to bring us back in and do uh, Con's corner. Con's corner. Yeah, let's oh, do it. Oh, we said right. there's a little it. bit of performance in there for you, so you might need to read ahead a little bit. Oh, right. He's okay. requested. He's requested ah. something.
4: Oh, he's request. Oh, if he's requested it, fair enough. All right. I do. I live to. You know, I live to serve.
2: Rob, add a How 1950s you... announcer voice.
4: You... Oh, sorry.
2: He's is that in, what it is? In brackets, Rob, add 1950s announcer voice, please.
3: Oh, amazing. Okay. Charles right. Chomely Warner style. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yes, I did have this. Thing, I did have this um, idea that perhaps we should do a, a podcast as if we were doing a podcast in 1977 after seeing Star Wars for the first time. Oh, that'd be amazing! And we should do it? it all in those top voices where we'd say things no, like well, no, Yeah, f- but all
3: you say when you're that age is, "I like that bit where I like that bit where." <laughs>
2: yeah, not uh, Oh, well, we could do it as kids. Go that would be brilliant.
3: I like that bit where. Oh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna, about... gonna be. I'm gonna be home. And they say, did you see the bit where it was like, well, yeah, I'll sit next to you. <laughs> yeah. That's,
2: that's like watching anything with Andy. Where am I looking? Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah,
4: I got it. Okay. All right. Got it? I'm sure I can manage
2: that. All right, mate. Bring us back in then and we'll, we'll kick right. off. Uh Okay.